0: Hello internet, welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge, you're listening to episode 61. My name is Patrick, I'm joined by Seth and Steve, say hi everyone. Hey everyone. Okay cool, Steve's Steve's microphone is uh, muted. Actually that that was probably a good call Seth, Uh, we might actually be able to make it past the first two minutes without him saying something stupid. (laughs) Should I start screaming? If I'm really muted, I should just start screaming, right? Fine. I'm not going to.
1: I wasn't muted, this is all a trick. You have to wake up pretty early in the
0: morning to trick me. <laughs> and we're still on pace for a world record run where you don't say something stupid for the first couple minutes. So why don't we just see just how far this rocket can fly, shall we? Right. <laughs> what do... Uh, what, what, what's the preamble for this week, lads? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, Patrick, how are you
2: feeling after getting no sleep playing Neon White for so long?
0: <laughs> well, Seth, if, you'd, if you waited to round the lounge like I
2: fucking told you... <laughs> Well, Um, too bad. I'm asking now since you wanted preamble.
0: (laughs) Uh, You did answer this. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it seems like uh, heroin is only the second most addictive thing you can try once and then get hooked on permanently. Um, Actually, I I I should see this. I picked up up neon white on sale yesterday. Yesterday evening, I should add. And I have a full-time job that I've been working on you know, during the past two days, but my play time is still at nearly seven hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. You didn't sleep <laughs> last night, did you? Uh, I did, but not enough. Not enough.
2: Yeah, no, so, he, he went till, as far as I'm aware of, he went until 1.30 in the morning trying to beat my time on a stage.
0: Yeah, but then I did. So, you know, who's the real winner here? Uh, I think we all are. <laughs> so we're we're not just not getting together. That's who. <laughs> oh,
1: no, we all are because we get to have such a good talk with friends and our listeners. Uh, probably the real winners here, actually, now that I think about it. Get yeah, true. The,
0: the content. The con- think about the content. Um, yeah. A, a really uh, real serendipitous moment from um, uh, whenever our best of 2022 episode was when I said, I'm sure if I played Neon White, it would be in my top five yeah yeah i can (laughs) (laughs) i can i can say with pretty good confidence that 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 is the case Hey, remember how you said
2: last week that um Elden ring is pretty strong is pretty strong in its (laughs) second place i think it's a little more shaky now
0: (laughs) actually that's that's true it is a little more shaky i i think i think real talk though um i feel like we are almost doing around the segment but uh the final thing i'll say on neon white we'll chat way more about it next week because as i say i've only played it for if I say I've only played it for a day versus I've only played it for seven hours, those two sound like wildly different metrics. Um, no, I, I think part of why I really grasped the game is because you and I have been so competitive on a couple of the levels. So if that weren't the case, uh, it would pro- I'd probably have a, a different, not crazy different, but a different opinion on it after playing it for a day. So um, definitely some circumstances at play.
2: Having having someone fresh there to be competitive with as well is a different feeling because when I did the first world, it was just like, okay, I see everyone's times. They've all played it a couple of months ago. I'll just go and knock them out and get into first place. And then I saw you saying, oh yeah, here's my times. And I'm like, this bitch. <laughs> I, I've put Neon White on hold for a little bit to finish Tales of Arise. I'm going to load it up and get back those times. GG, shake my hand. Shake my hand. GG, GGs, shake your hand.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, and, and the. The best feeling is uh, when you do a level and you're like, oh, I got, I don't know, 10 whatever seconds. And then uh, I see your time, like, holy hell, how did, you, how did you shave an entire second off of my time? And then, uh, you know, one hour of swapping first place on the, on the board later. And, and it's like, oh, man, that run felt slow. It was only... 8.9 seconds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> already better than the time I was initially competing. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway. um, Yeah. We're definitely going to chat much more about this next week. It's, it's gone the same way as how I picked up Hades uh, a couple of years ago of, uh, I can see myself just losing a week to this. And in Hades case, that was very easy because it was, it was new year's break. So I didn't have anything on um, much harder to do with a full-time job, but Hey, we'll see what happens.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like work's going to take a hit.
0: They'll understand. I, I, I think they will understand. Like the thing is, if they don't understand, it's because their times aren't good enough on the leaderboard. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah,
2: you know what? That's exactly
0: right. They they don't know what it's like. They don't. They don't. And and <laughs> what's even funnier? Uh, with with my day job as someone very interested in performance and timing of things, uh, I I could almost just chalk this up as as, as part of my day job. Um, it's, borderline work, it's borderline work. It's borderline work. It isn't it's everything. True. It's true. Uh, going to actual round the lounge for this week, uh, Seth. Other than uh, Gigi shake my handing. Uh, what have you been up to this week?
2: I'm keeping it a surprise until you actually give it to me as a segment because I know the moment I bring it up, you're just going to shoot me down.
1: Oh, man, as much as I love uh, that introduction, um, yeah, maybe, yeah, you know what, let's just take this offline and circle back and then punch you back in the <laughs> back of the head. Yo, or yo, like, Steve, you know what, let's, let's, let's wait until the game, he actually says the game before we...
0: Yeah, yeah, you, you're thinking what I'm thinking? I'm thinking we dunk on a nerd for bringing up Final Fantasy 14 again. Ah, uh, it's
1: going to be, ah. Uh... Whatever, it's fine. He's probably just got a list of things he's done and he's going to read it off.
0: <laughs> and, and you know what? It's our duty to make sure he never finishes that list. Look, it'll
1: take it as long as it takes. It's probably three <laughs> things on the list and i will take him four years to say it.
2: I'm actually going to say I'm going to try and keep it relatively short. Yeah, all right. I'm saying no, that I'll no. probably go to half an hour because you guys what? will keep interrupting me. That, that's the thing, Seth. This isn't, this isn't about you anymore. <coughs> you know what? You're right. This isn't about me anymore. This is going to be about ruining... Ruining the podcast.
1: <laughs> ruining the podcast, even. We will
0: do our best. Uh, as, as oh, no, I'm the one different... ruining the
2: podcast, not you guys. Ah, yeah, of
0: course. That's what I meant as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Steve, what have you been up to this week? Uh, Borderlands 3. Yeah, remember when that game uh, came out? Uh... Nice, and, nice and recent.
1: Yeah, and I, well, Tiny Tina's came out last year, so then I was That's like, true. you know what? I really need to play the game before that. Um, it came in 2019, so it's not that old. Um, oh, four years now, but it's ooh, 2023, eh? Uh, but yeah, pew uh, pew pew pew. That's half the sounds in the game because there's a lot of guns in that game.
0: I, I feel like you have one of those um, uh, one of those little farmyard spinners, and and it just spun and it spun to the farmer's gun, and that's what the gun sounds like. <laughs> the gun says
3: pew 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 pew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah exactly exactly like that but yeah no that's what I've been doing uh and what have you been up to Pat uh I have been uh feeling a, bit a little strange about life uh life is strange sorry I was joking I saw Alfred's bloody um Sonic um Sonic Frontiers mod thing and he drops the good Goodman uh oh, nice. meme line so <laughs> I'm sorry for trying to make that happen to Life is Strange I've been playing Life is Strange too. uh not not it's as playing- well like like the second one like the like life is strange but actually no not the second one because that was before the storm life is strange fuck they really screwed their naming huh
1: <laughs> yeah no well, life is storm-
0: life is storm is the sequel it's not necess- it's not
1: necessarily number two
2: and it is also before the storm which I don't know what number that released in
0: but b- it was but- before the storm before the storm the yeah so we just one. said
2: oh did we I thought you said something else like you made it sound like it was a sequel but before the storm oh, I might I might have said sequel
0: but
1: I meant prequel come on definitely Doing this a sixty-one episode, you can't read my mind. Come on, big color. The
0: Minus strangest part mistake. of life.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, the listeners will chuckle because there, there wasn't really a minor spelling mistake there. But what they don't know is that uh, the group chat has devolved into people grammar not seeing each other. It's uh, honestly kind of impressive. It's been a problem for about a week. No, longer than a week. No, I've been avoiding that like the plague. Yeah, too, and it's it's gotten to the point that if I make
1: a spelling mistake, um, you with my boss over teams, out I say it. Yeah. Well, if I just talk to my boss and I make a spelling mistake, I just type in spelling mistake. <laughs> and she's like, good catch, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the so you're you're the practicing that for the group works- chat at
0: your, at your work.
1: You both talk at the same time. <laughs> spelling mistake. <laughs> Podcast
0: mistake. The fact that it's has into your actual work life is kind of insane.
1: <laughs> uh, it all blends into one. Perpetually online.
0: He's, he's on track. He's on track. Um, anyway, yeah, I've been playing the the second life is strange game but but it's not the second one it's actually the third one but it's called life is strange 2 uh and so um yeah uh, f- finished that wrapped that uh i ha- i have some thoughts we'll we'll get into that should should be good should be good um all right why don't we why don't we just uh rip the bandaid off and figure out what what surprise Seth has in store for us um although i will say uh if it's anthrax you have to tell us it's anthrax
2: it is not anthrax <laughs> But what, it might feel like taking anthrax for you guys.
1: Uh, let him finish.
2: Okay. So what I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> what I'm bringing to the table is that um, over the weekends I decided to get back into WWE. <laughs> so I watched the Elimination Chamber.
0: And uh, <laughs> oh, See, wait, wait, wait. You, you mean like pay-per-view? I thought you meant the games because the games are sick. Yeah, no, the pay-per-view. Oh, God, that's so much worse.
2: Yeah, no. Come on, man. I'm just going to say it right now. Holy shit, that was an awful time to get back into wrestling.
0: <laughs> you mean wrestling?
2: <laughs> yeah, d- wrestling. <laughs>
1: <That's-> <laughs> is it so- wrestling like different where they got the leotards and stuff where wrestling is just that fake <laughs> shit on TV? I've seen that episode of South Park. Yeah, it's
0: such a good one.
2: It is. It's actually a fantastic episode. But yeah, no. So like I said, I'm gonna try and keep this short and sweet. I'll just bang through some points I wanted to make about it. Elimination Chamber is like one of the worst pay-per-views to watch in for WWE in general. It's been like three years since I've watched Wrestling, and I still remember that Elimination Chamber is this weird middle ground between Royal Rumble and between WrestleMania, where they want to they want to make people watch a pay-per-view and get their money for it, but they're too scared to make any grand changes to their narrative. Because they're already set in stone what they want for Elimination Chamber. So I guess I'll just get straight to the main events then. Um, WrestleMania is, uh, is built to have Roman Reigns as a champion going against Cody Rhodes. And uh, they since they need a pay-per-view match for this, they go, okay, we'll just throw in a small feud with um, Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn being a um, like a super big crowd favorite. And this was in his hometown as well. This, was in, this match was in Montreal. And him being Canadian. Ugh, French Canada, yuck. Yeah, and him being Canadian.
1: He hey, got French a... Canada is
0: best Canada. Yeah, keep telling yourself that. That
1: was another Don't South Park
0: speak. reference. Oh, fuck's sake. Oh, no. Oh, uh-huh. right, we made our one. we Are we sponsored by South... <laughs> We're
1: sponsored by South Park now. All right. Oh, how, <laughs> right about <of> <laughs> <laughs> how about that
3: one?
1: How about... Harry, Prince Harry, that episode, yeah, I don't see it. No. Anyway, I'm sorry you have to continue.
2: Sami Zayn came out to, like, the biggest cheers I've heard in a very long time. Like, the, the crowd was electric for him. And Roman Bro, Reigns... You haven't.
0: You, you just said you haven't watched wrestling for three years. No shit, it would be the biggest cheers. It's been, like, one of the best ones in, like,
2: ten years. Like, best reactions in, 10, in like, ten years I've seen. Um, the last time I remember, like, a crowd being this electric was CM Punk going against John Cena in, like, 2011 2012 and just as equally Roman Reigns he got like a huge negative reaction where for like 3 4 minutes straight the crowd was just chanting fuck you Roman over and over again they it, it really felt like that if uh, Sami Zayn had lost the match someone was going to get stabbed
0: <laughs> and naturally because this was in Montreal uh, they didn't actually play wrestling they played ice hockey in the wrestling ring right
2: yeah ex- it, that that's exactly it how did you know the twist of the match
0: what, what can I say? What can I say? Uh, <laughs> r- wrestling. <laughs> but
2: yeah, because WWE is too scared to um, change their WrestleMania plans, Roman Reigns ends up winning the match. Oh shit! Someone got stabbed. No, they they ended up like the finish started uh, blanketing people to be ready for Sami Zayn to lose because it was a stellar match all throughout. Both both people were putting like their bodies uh, on the line and like just giving a great performance. And um, about the last five or so minutes, they start doing all the bullshit of here's a bunch of people starting to interrupt the match. Referees are getting knocked out so people can come in and take cheap shots. And it started going in the way of, oh, here's where they're going to send Sami Zayn's next feud for WrestleMania. So he's not going to win. And people just kind of slowly started accepting that he was going to lose.
1: Isn't it all right. fixed anyway?
2: It is, but it's wrestling is a hard thing to describe sometimes because people are like, yeah, it's fake. And it's like, yeah, we, we know it's fake, but it's like the stories and the decisions that go into those things. And sometimes you want to see a twist in the story to go in your favor, especially when it's like something that would lead to a really great match down the line, like Sami Zayn versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania for the championship would be an excellent match. But WWE is also kind of that company that's too scared to do a good guy versus good guy storyline. They want WrestleMania to be the massive good guy versus bad guy storyline
1: that you're going to see for the year. Well, that's a tale, that's a tale as old as time. It's the easiest media to consume. And the good guy always wins. Yeah. You ever it's, seen it's, a Marvel movie? Yeah. They're pretty yeah. good. Because the good guy always wins. And as a good guy, I can put myself in the position of an Iron Man or a Captain America. Or a Thanos. Uh, yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. He won at the he, end of Infinity War. He did? Yeah. Don't and believe yeah, me? Every, every Watch now it. and then,
2: wrestling will have that Thanos 1 moment. That, Holy that, shit, the, people the,
0: dissolve into triangles. No, no, oh. no
2: it, it just ended, The it, it was Brock Lesnar ending The Undertaker's undefeated streak.
0: Mr. McMahon, I don't feel so good. <laughs> oh, no, no. That,
2: that, that one was uh, Vince McMahon screwing over Bret Hart in 1998, I think it was.
1: Look, I don't know a single word of what you're saying. I my only interaction with wrestling is my friends, like a family friend, when I was five, would wrestle, watch it, not, but I wouldn't watch it because I didn't live with them, uh, and I'd wrestle when they go over to their house, and I accidentally broke one of his collarbones, um, and we went not allowed. has another one. Yeah, we went. We He's we five years old, man. Beat up kids, even though I am a kid. Um, but but then not only was uh, we we weren't allowed to play wrestling anymore. Um, he wasn't allowed to watch it anymore. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> and he suffered. I got into
2: injury so badly they're not allowed to watch wrestling anymore. Is something that's always a treat.
1: I was fired, and he hated me for it. He probably still does.
0: Sorry, Ben. You're <laughs> listening. I haven't seen you in 20 years. All the best. Yeah, yo, yeah. Yo, you, you know what we need? We need the rematch. <laughs> so, and, but, but if he wins, he can start watching wrestling again. Well, if he wins, he takes us on the podcast and he just talks about wrestling.
1: <laughs> I'd be fine with that.
0: Yeah, how many right. catchphrases does he have? Um, as in me or the no, my friend? No, no, no. The, your your replacement. I'm kind of on board with this. I don't have a catchphrase this episode. Should I do one?
1: <laughs> no.
2: During your, mm. during your segment, you'll think of one. <laughs>
1: I'll just start talking to myself. Alright.
0: Always has been. Um, oh yeah, interesting. I uh, I'm kind of I can see where where people who enjoy wrestling come from because I I really enjoy. The performance and dedication it takes to put on a show like that, I'm just not a big fan of the end result of how dramatized it gets for TV.
2: Yeah, and that's where that's where the last match I'm going to mention kind of takes a take a turn for it. And WWE is the bigger one for this. Um, I've seen a little bit of AEW, and they don't dramatize as much. Um, they're they're more of a purely wrestling focused company, while
0: purely wrestling.
2: Yeah, while <laughs> the, <laughs> the big E in WWE is entertainment, and that that's always going to try and um try and rear its ugly head into these events. But yeah, uh, it's
1: almost like it's almost like as if they exist to make money, and they'll make money by entertaining.
2: Yeah, yeah, basically it. They and they they pride themselves on being um redneck anime. <laughs>
1: Well, okay, yeah, is wrestling uh, borderline Western anime?
2: I'd, I'd say so. Yeah.
1: It, the, the overlap between people that like wrestling and the people that like anime is borderline a circle.
2: There, there's also a huge overlap between people who like wrestling and people who like fighting games.
1: Hmm, Interesting. And that's because wrestling is a fighting game. Uh, but like when you go to like, like Supernova, the Australian Comic Con, essentially, they'll always have like a ring set up in the middle and some no-names Australians will be wrestling. I I just I always find it weird. Like that I think I speak for everyone when I us gamers aren't exactly the most athletic in the group. Um where wrestlers usually are these very big dudes. How's the whip Pinha wrestling going actually? Ronda that, Rousey was in that. Well that's what I was going to get to next. Um oh, they, ra- see? <laughs> that, what a segue and a half.
2: The um uh, so the elimination chamber they make a pay-per-view so they have an excuse to have like the big elimination chamber sets just out because it's expensive to move across t- to arenas, so they can just reuse it multiple times in the event and just make a big show of it. Um, it used to be just a men's events, but uh, um, women wrestler- women wrestlers have been getting more and more um equal, I guess, in terms of performance um so, and like being treated as fair as fairly as the uh, guys are. So there was a women's elimination chamber match, and that went over pretty well. Um. Honestly there wasn't a whole lot to say about this like a lot some of these matches I'm just going to quickly run through but um yeah the women's uh, elimination chamber match pretty pretty good match wasn't excellent wasn't boring um just overall decent uh Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar was a match that was getting hyped up it ended in under 5 minutes by disqualification and they've already moved on with the storyline they're not going to have a rematch it was just a alpha male versus alpha <laughs> male match. Bobby Lashley looked good. Brock Lesnar had to resort to kicking him in the balls, and that's the end of their storyline.
1: Man, that's, uh, well, that's a real kick in the nads.
2: <laughs> it, yeah, it, it is. It, it was a hugely deflating way to end the match, and I, Dude, I, I don't like I I I feel much- bad for people that spend money to go to the arenas, hyped up for these events, and then they do they pull that shit.
0: <laughs> and then see Brock Lesnar kick another guy in the balls. <laughs>
2: they they get a they get a less than five minute squash match that amounts to nothing, and it gets dropped off to face off the Earth after that. Okay, so two things
1: here. Number one, um, was it actually a ball kick, and then num- follow up number two. How much uh, are the wrestlers told before the match that what's going to happen? Like it's. They, if they, someone they just, tells me that I'm going to get kicked in the balls in my fight, I'm going to be like, "Yeah, cool. Let's get this over." It's, like, I'm scared.
2: It's not a real kick to the balls. Like they play it up. Like Brock Lesnar basically just lifts his leg up from uh, towards that area,
1: and then oh, the, and like, the way that the, the, the camera balls, like, pivot do a
2: bit a, a bit of a jump to make it look like it was a huge impact.
1: Ah, uh, okay, and like yeah, yeah and the, the way the camera looks, it's like whoa! I, I didn't see uh, foot to ball contact, but it's in but that it's area.
2: implied. It's yeah, probably wearing cup, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, Man as gets far as what wrestlers football. know for their matches, um, I think they know big spots that are going to happen and how to finish. But in between yeah. those spots, they kind of like have to communicate to each other in the ring. And as we're like chokeholds and stuff come really useful because they, they can kind of whisper into each other's ears what to do next.
1: Huh. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've never really watched a wrestling match. So big song and dance performance.
2: Next match after that was a um a tag team match. Uh, not much to say about that besides Edge and Beth Phoenix were the winners of that match. Edge looks old as fuck because he is old as fuck. Um, I think he's on his way out to retirement soon, like proper retirement. And he's just kind of like making one final run in WWE before he has to hang up his boots for good. And the last match for the tonight that I'll talk about... Um, is the men's elimination chamber match? It was actually so fucking good. There was some amazing spots throughout it. Um, everyone kind of like just threw their bodies, uh, caution to the wind, just doing everything they can to put on an excellent show. And it was a great five out of f- five star match that got tanked to a two out of five at the very end because uh Um, like I said before, the Big E of entertainment kind of rears its ugly head into this. And they want to push Logan Paul into WrestleMania. So he came in right at the end to ruin the results of the match.
1: i right, Got to, uh, Wonder how much he gets, or if he gets paid for it. He, he, he does, does not he gets need it. it. it.
2: Guest, 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 uh, uh, guest appearances get a big chunk of money. And I'm pretty yeah. sure Logan Paul will be charging them a lot of money for his appearances. Because he's such a great con man. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, that's. Don't none. worry, we have the uh, we have the Coffeezilla report to to take the allegedly away from that that statement.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he he did it. He did one of the wrestlers finishing moves to them, where it's like they're kind of like on the ground, like just holding themselves up with their hands, and um, they, he runs up behind them and puts his foot on the back of their head and smashes it down onto the ground. And people were going, "Oh yeah, he he really wishes that he could have done that to Coffeezilla right now instead of the wrestler." <laughs> True. But yeah, uh, Logan Paul getting involved with the match just absolutely ruins the match vibes for me. It was, it was really disappointing to see such a great match ending that way. Um, and yeah, so it's just, Elimination Chamber is just kind of like a really shitty event to come back to. But yeah, that's, that's me done. That's WWE done. I didn't want to spend all too long on it.
1: Uh, neither did we. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> So, hang on, okay, no, that was actually quite harsh for me to say, uh, provided my next question gets the answer I'm expecting. Um, will you be watching another one?
2: Oh, yeah, I've, re- I've already watched an uh, episode of Raw that happened afterwards, and I'm going to keep up at least until WrestleMania.
1: Oh, I expected the opposite of that. Um, okay, well, I guess we'll- I already
2: know that Elimination Chamber is the lowest point of the year for WWE, and WrestleMania is the highest point. Oh, WrestleMania.
1: What's SmackDown then wasn't actually. You
2: know what? I don't know. And- SmackDown is the other weekly show. They, they do oh, raw. They okay. do raw, SmackDown, and NXT, where they train up um people and have more of the like the indie circuit people that they gobbled up show up there.
0: Okay, and that's why back before the games got. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if the games are shit now, but I know that there have been a couple of real stinkers in there. But uh, but like SmackDown versus Raw as a wrestling game was always very entertaining.
2: Yeah, no, they were. Very good games. And then 2K ate them up, and that's when they started going to shit.
0: Mm, I remember making- I hear the last one was really good after they took a year off. Cool. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not coming back, but the- I don't remember which one I- uh, Somewhere between 09 and, and 2012. Uh, I don't quite remember. But uh, uh, one of my favorite moments is um, giving a character the item specialist. I don't know what you'd call it. Trait. Um, ability, whatever you want. And then uh, oh no sorry you didn't even have to give it to him. Some some wrestlers would just have that. Like I remember Triple H uh, had item specialist. And so it meant that you could get a ladder. He'd put the ladder over his head and then just and then just yeah, around was like so a helicopter. fun to do. <laughs> I'm sorry. No one could touch you. Yeah you just do a helicopter spin and it, it just fucks up everyone else. Isn't it isn't it crazy that here we are, ten years before the release of multiverses and yet Taz is still meta? <laughs> I don't know. It really makes you think.
2: It's just spin to win, man. Spin History to win.
0: One big circle. Um, yeah. Anyway, that, that's, that's all I really wanted to say. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's cool. Um, yeah. Again, I appreciate the performance. Even, even Logan, I, I really don't fucking like, especially after all the Coffeezilla shit, but I appreciate the work he puts into the performance he gives. So I don't like the guy, but you got to respect his hustle when it's not hustling people out of money. Um, anyway, Back to the you, grind. Uh, If you're good, Seth, then I guess we move, move, move on. Yep, good to move on. Sweet. All right. Uh, Life is Strange two. Life is Strange two. How do we, how do we break this one down? Um, so as I tried to get to and around the lounge, it's the third game, (laughs) but it's called the second one because of the prequel. Um, first of all, have either of you played either Life is Strange two or any Life is Strange game?
1: I have not played any of them. I believe uh, about four weeks ago, maybe six weeks ago, maybe eight weeks ago. You tell us. Um, I reviewed Life is Strange. Uh, before the storm uh, and then yes, uh, after did. that That's right. I went and watched Life is Strange 1 on the internet uh, so I'm quite refreshed on my Life is Strange lore but I have not played number two
0: I like the idea that you could just go to YouTube and just type in Life is Strange and you could just find any video like not, not even from the game <laughs> but just people being fucking weird Life is Strange Haha <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm so quirky <laughs> How about that um uh, Yeah, right. So, uh, Life is Strange 2, I probably should know when it came out, actually. Shit. Uh, can I look that up quickly? Um, came out in 2018. Wow. Even, holy cow, that's still, like, four or five years ago. Anyway, um, right, so it's a completely separate story to Life is Strange 1 and Before the Storm. Uh, you follow the two brothers, Sean and Daniel. It's five episodes to the same format as, as the other two games. Um, I haven't played True Colors, I, it's in the list of things to play eventually, but I'm not rushing. Well, that was re- oh, my question, is I was good. going
2: to save for the end.
0: <laughs> figured, I figured I'd preempt that one, because True Colors being out more recently, me talking about Life is Strange too. I, I'm, I'm sure there's someone who happens to have played all of them that'll be like, oh, but True Colors does it this way, and it's, it's, it's better or worse. Um, so the, the five episode format.
2: I too like to make up a guy and get mad at them. <laughs>
0: What a strange thing to say <laughs> a very life is strange thing to say um, <laughs> ah. so you you follow two brothers basically the um uh, the, so, something happens, your dad dies, uh, and so you have to be on the run from the cops uh, and your grand plan is to flee to Mexico, like basically every every film ever um so the five episodes are split across the journey, getting from Seattle down to uh mexico big journey it is a big journey, so the the difficulty in, so where I, where I land on this, if you'd, if you'd ask me what I think of Life is Strange 1, for example, I'd say fantastic. Um, the weird part is whether or not I recommend people go and play it, because Life is Strange 1 is getting to the age now where you can tell it inspired a lot of games, but I don't know if it holds up. Like, I could go back and play Life is Strange 1 now, and I would enjoy it, because I know that I've already played it and enjoyed it in the past. I don't know if someone who's never played a Life is Strange game playing Life is Strange 1 now would enjoy it as much as, say, I did when I first played it. Question on that.
2: Um, Let's say someone hasn't played Life is Strange 1, but they've played The Walking Dead or any other game that's in a similar ballpark to those type of episodic format
0: games. Do you think you could recommend it to someone that enjoyed those Yeah, I'd say so. Walking Dead's an interesting one because I think it's in my Steam library, but I I haven't played it. Uh, But it's kind of similar with like Tales of the Borderlands, right? Which I have played, and it's it's uh, yeah, basically anyone that. Anyone that made one of
2: those type, of, I think it was all yeah. the same studio. I forget the, what their name. Telltale. Was. No, they're not the difference. Telltale. So, uh, yes.
0: So, as someone who played you know, the Walking, walking Dead... Strangers, don't know. I don't know Life Strangers
2: and Telltale, but like Telltale, but yeah. like, Telltale yeah. was Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, it was Tales Walking from Dead from and the and tells, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, so they were the right. first Tales from the Borderlands, and not the second uh, because the studio went bankrupt and yeah, somebody yeah, else. Yeah, there was a big, there was a big couple with them. Yeah,
2: it was the whole thing.
0: You had to be there. They exist again, but not really. So, so here's the, here's the interesting part with, with recommending it. Um, it's, it should be an easy thing to say yes to, but even then it's not a good apples to apples comparison. So let's take Tales of the Borderlands, for example, it's just because I, I haven't played or really seen much of The Walking Dead that, I don't know, that can be an entire other kettle of fish. I don't want to jump to conclusions on that one, but Tales of the Borderlands I really liked the writing of Borderlands 2 specifically. I talk about it, how it's one of my favorite games. It definitely still is. And so when a game like Tales of the Borderlands is announced and comes out, I am already in a good space to think that I will enjoy this game. And then I play it and I do enjoy it. It's, it's just how it works. The thing with Life is Strange 1, and to a, le- uh, to a lesser extent, Before the Storm, I think, although I don't remember the story as well uh, in that one. I remember a couple beats. I mean, we, we talked about this when you, were, when you were going through it, Steve. Life is Strange 1 focuses very much on the experience of a high school student. Max Caulfield. And so, and so uh, when I played it, I was only maybe a year, maybe two years out of high school. So a lot of the experiences were still not necessarily relevant because there's a lot of shit that happens in that game that I've never... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, of of stuff. <laughs> actually, no, yeah, that, that was... was the part that I, I related to the most, actually, <laughs> <Seth>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's something you um, but, want to tell me. How, <laughs> how many times have you recorded this episode? Recorded buddy? This
2: episode? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's why he's such a good host. It keeps doing it. Yeah, and and you know what's crazy? It's it's just like Groundhog Day, where God will only let me continue with the episode when I get Steve to not make a shitty um, uh, "Hey everyone" start uh, like statement at the start, and I'm still being punished for that. Um, good um, luck, sir. Good luck. I wish you <laughs> wish you all the best. But-
2: but, I I have but, but, I, I, I dread to think how many times you repeated all the other episodes we've done before this one. <laughs> if those
0: were the ones that he let through. Let's just say spoiler cast was not the only one lost to time. Uh, um, so the reason for my, my hesitation in recommending it is that, uh, at least in my case, in my specific case, I am now many years out of the lived experience of anyone near a high school. Don't make a grown man near a high school joke, please. Uh, and so, okay. and so, it's okay because I have played it through. That I, I have the roast into glasses to go back through and play it again. But it would be difficult to say, oh, you really liked the writing of Borderlands two, and you played Tales of the Borderlands. Yeah, you're going to love playing as a high school student. <laughs> you know, because it's just it's just it's a different it's a different thing. It's a very enjoyable game, sure, but I don't know if I could recommend it. And it's really it's really weird because it's it's a very good game, but it's just one of those I don't know if it has the same. Um, staying power. So uh, that also serves as a good preamble because you play as Sean in Life is Strange 2, who is also shock horror, a high school student. <laughs> Shocked. <laughs> um, crazy, crazy plot twist. Um, and so uh, a lot of what you do through Life is Strange 2 is in a similar kind of. Parts of it are sort of slice of lifey, like being like like being part of a a dormitory styled high school thing like life is strange one um and all of this is to say that broadly life is strange one is a good experience throughout there are bits that are uh, like the faults that it may have had are isolated to particular parts of the game but each episode overall holds up that is not the same case in how i played life is strange two. And that's why it's really difficult to kind of talk about it, because there are five episodes. The game overall was dragged down pretty heavily by how it wrote episodes, definitely episode two, and parts of episodes one and three. And so uh, it makes it difficult, because if you ask me what I think of Life is Strange 2 at, ep- at the end of episode three, I'd be like, eh kind of mid, <laughs> really, really sort of take it or leave it type game. Uh, but then it really picks up in episodes four and five. And since having finished it, I'm still thinking about the ending because of how, not necessarily how much I enjoyed it, but like I... Um, had impact. It did, it did. Like all of the Life is Strange games are kind of built around having an impact because they try and meet you on a level of shared experience that you may have had or that can empathize with. And then they, they kind of weaponize that in storytelling. And it's, it's generally very effective. The, um, so I,
2: I just and- want to get this thought out. I know you don't have experience with this because the game's done. You played it all back to back. Yeah. Um, I just wonder what it would have been like at the time where it's like, you're playing releasing episode one, it's good. Or
0: releasing not weekly, but like releasing in chunks.
2: Yeah, just yeah. releasing them in chunks. It's like, yeah, episode one's good. Episode two's a little bit less. Episode three's really mid. And then do you really want to come back after that and hope that it gets better or because it's been on a downhill trend? You're like, you know what? No, I'm just going to cut my losses and stop here because it's not worth it. Yeah. It's, and it's a really interesting thing to think about with those episodic formats.
0: It is. And I, uh, I can definitely appreciate why someone wouldn't come back after going through um, some of those episodes so maybe I should talk through what it is that, that got hard about uh, the first couple of episodes. I don't think there will be anything that's spoiler heavy. Look, the game came out quite some time ago. It did. It- um, I'll, I'll spoil parts of episodes four and five, because I want to build that into why it brought the game back. But uh, the broad strokes of, of uh, episodes one, two, and three, your dad dies, you go on the run. And the problem that the game faces is that life is strange. one, was great because it set up a system where if there was danger your entire how your power worked was designed around the danger is here but you do not feel the danger yourself because that is it's kind mm-hmm. of like a sandbox you can do yeah. something and then rewind it and then try something else and it's fine the consequences aren't meaningless but they don't require you to constantly think uh, think and figure out what the devs would intend by giving you a choice Immediately, because the power is telekinesis rather than time travel, it completely changes how Life is Strange uh, 2 works, where your brother has this telekinetic uh, ability that he finds out after watching his dad get shot. It's a whole thing. And so, one, you don't have access to the power. And two, telekinesis probably would get you burnt, burnt on the stake as a witch or put in a government lab somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's not the same uh consequence altering just exactly. like time travel yep. is like and the idea with the Life is Strange one is that if you do something and you either don't like the outcome or it's, sorry, sort of spoils- it's, it's not even
0: it's not even not liking the outcome. It's it's just uh, I want to see what the other option what the other option is. Yeah,
1: yeah. And there was those two elements to it, and that's what I really liked. Like there's there's that one scene in Life is Strange one where you're like rummaging around Chloe or one of the other characters' stepdad's place. And you knock over like a vial of ink or something uh, like accidentally. And it's like, oh, shit. So then you wind back the clock and then you redo the event and then you don't knock anything over. But then there's the alternative to you've said something that's pretty rude to someone. And they're like, oh, you know what? Fuck you. And you, then the cutscenes over and you're like, oh, I didn't like I like that person. I want them to think I'm cool. So then you <laughs> rewind that thing and you don't say something rude to them. Like, there were definitely those two sides um, yeah. to Life is Strange 1. And telekinesis is not uh, it doesn't lend itself to that same creativity. Yeah.
0: And so, and so the, the difficulty that, that uh, the writers paint themselves into here is that, uh, let, let's talk a couple really, really broad points in episode one, because that is nicely segmented in terms of how it told its story. So first part of episode one, uh, you're milling about at home, being a typical high school kid, wanting to go hang out with your friends, your annoying younger brother, uh, it, like gets you into trouble, the family conflict, blah, blah, blah. Um, suddenly a whole bunch of shit escalates, your dad dies, you're now on the run. That's end of Act 1, Episode 1. It's a three-act thing. Act 2 is you're on the run, you're in the middle of the woods somewhere, just walking along a a state highway with your brother, and you're camping. And the problem is, you are still in danger, but the game is trying to give you these moments of, now you get to explore the relationship with your brother, you gotta, like, like, go camping in the woods, you gotta, like, go fishing, and, like, hang out and play hide-and-seek. And through all this, you're like right but we're still in very like present danger like it's it's Mm. it's a miracle that we're not currently like locked up because of of um consequences that could happen and so it's weird that the game is trying to give you this sort of false choice of uh no no no, don't worry there's no danger here i swear but then also like is is there danger or isn't there because all of the storytelling is is propelled by the fact that there should be danger
1: um It's giving you a moment of respite that you don't necessarily need because it star wiped um, the danger.
0: Exactly. And then and then um, act three, you approach a gas station and there's a whole bunch of things that do have consequences. Like, do you try to steal something from the store? Do you beg for food from a family that's that's like just there and visiting? Um, do you converse with the friendly old lady behind the counter? And things will happen where like part of the story that gets propelled forwards is that she recognizes you from watching the TV. So she, she, she threatens to ring the cops because she knows who you are and she knows what you've done. And it's just like, what, what am I supposed to be doing here? Like, am I, am I trying to survive or am I trying to explore happy relationships and exploring all the options and seeing, kind of playing it like I would play Life is Strange 1. And that conflict in terms of how I want to play the game gets worse in episode two, and then starts to pick up again in episode three, but not quite enough to recover yet. Um, so that that's biggest con part one, in terms of just the way that the game wants you to play it doesn't feel natural, <laughs> or at least doesn't feel natural to me, because me putting myself in, in Sean's shoes, it's like, well, I wouldn't do any of this. I, I would... You know, I, I would be focusing on this thing, this thing, and this thing, and the game just doesn't let you do that. The game's like, you should go play hide and seek with your brother. Yeah, and it, it sounds like it's trying to do two different things. Uh, it is. And a little they, bit.
1: Don't, they don't meld well. Like, it's too many themes, too many. Not even too many things, just two different things that are polar opposites. It, it doesn't is, frame yeah, that very it's, well.
0: It's trying to do a couple small things really well, but the couple small things that it's trying to do pull you in two completely different directions. So, So, that's. Um, that's Major Con 1. Major Con 2, I fucking hate with a passion Daniel, your younger brother for the first three episodes. Oh, boy. Here we go. So, I have two younger brothers and a younger sister, in fact. So, it was interesting playing Life is Strange 2, thinking, how much of this is going to be, uh, how much of this is going to appeal to me? And... In almost every case, it was I, as Sean, would make this decision, which I could see myself making if this were me and my brother in this situation. And Daniel is just the most annoying piece of shit the whole time. <laughs> and this is, is like where Quireware give me attention. Kind of. So that, that, that's part of it. And the other part is. Um, Uh, this is, again, more of a writing issue rather than a gameplay issue, but because of so much of Life is Strange is based on the writing, uh, the, the writers, again, fuck themselves over here, where, uh, through episode, this is why episode two sucked the hardest. So much of episode two is Sean saying, Daniel, I really need you to not do something stupid for five minutes. You have powers. People will see you if you use them and then bad things will happen. And Daniel goes, I know I will be careful. Get off my back, and then as soon as that conversation happens, it's almost like a timer appears on the screen where you've got five <laughs> minutes before Daniel goes and does something stupid, and then acts surprised that it, that it went wrong. It's just oh, like you, you can tell. And the further away
2: you get from him, the faster it ticks.
0: <laughs> but you, you can just tell, like as soon as there's anything that that comes up like that, it's just like oh no, this is this is going to happen. So like you're. Um, you, you, you escape episode two, part of episode two, you escape to your grandparents, you, you go meet your grandparents and it's nice. They, they say, oh, you know, we know what happened. We, um, we, we understand the situation that you're in. Um, we even know about Daniel's power. We're fine with all of that. Uh, how would you like to continue living in, in our idyllic little town? And so, uh, Sean, your character is like, oh, fuck yeah, that sounds awesome. But of course there's three episodes of the game left. You know that that's not going to last. and so uh, Daniel runs off next door, and you find out that Daniel's been showing his power off to the kid next door, and he's like, and he's convinced the kid next door that the kid has powers. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. And so, and so there is a decision where you can tell Daniel, hey, stop lying to the kid next door, or you say nothing. And I said nothing, because uh, there's sort of a whole bunch of other stuff happening with the kid next door and everything else. But, and this is why it was so funny, the end of episode three, sorry, the end of episode two. Uh, y- someone spots Daniel uh in the Christmas market where Sean specifically said Daniel don't go to the Christmas market we'll get spotted and Daniel's like no but I really want to go they go to the Christmas <laughs> market they get spotted fucking wow who could have seen that coming And so then a whole bunch of cops arrive, your grandparents go, you can't stay here anymore, we'll buy you time, you need to leave now. They start running, a police car spots them, drives towards them, and then the kid next door jumps in front of the car and tries to use the superpowers. Fuck off, i just fucking dropped by the car. And the thing is, the game is trying its hardest to make you think, oh shit, this is a really tragic, terrible situation. But I was laughing so hard for like five minutes at just the stupidity of the whole thing. Well, it's probably how it's presented. That seems like fucking intense. Um, and you're probably a monster for letting
1: it go. But um, like, <laughs> that is an interesting way to present it. But I can see that's literally a series
0: of unfortunate events. And, and, and so, and so the, the, the thing is, right? You, you get you to the end of that. I, I kind yeah, of go, feel go on, like sir.
2: once you know that you can stop it, but you didn't. You know where that's going to go, and you just kind you kind of mentally prepare yourself for. This kid's gonna do something extremely
0: stupid and get himself killed. So the, the kid doesn't die. Should should point that out. Very oh, anti anti-dead kids. Uh oh, so
2: so it's not as brave as um David Cage and Heavy Rain. <laughs> oh, it's like
0: which Yeah, man.
1: Jason! <laughs> Jason! Man, now that's a game. They gotta bring that back.
0: Yeah. No, not 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 that brave. Uh, he he gets injured by the car, but it's just like uh... Like the the whole thing, the whole thing is you're 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 in an idyllic little like small town where no one recognizes you, and you spend a couple hours there, and then in the in the span of fifteen minutes, everything goes to eleven, and then your neighbor is hit by a car. It's just like holy fuck! Just all of this happened because I, as Sean, told Daniel, "Hey, don't do this," and Daniel went, "Sure thing, bro," and then does that. Yeah, I think the same thing happens at the at the end of episode three. All
2: right, Patrick. <laughs> You, you, you just said you have little brothers. I also have little brothers. You know the yep. moment you tell them not to do something, they're going to go and do it.: That's, that, that's just fine. very accurate.
0: All right, at all right that point. All right. Seth, Seth, I'm a level with you. That part is accurate, but I but would you're still like allowed to, th- to
2: be pissed at it.
0: Well one, I am still allowed to be pissed at it. And, and two, two. Um, I don't know about your brothers. Neither of my little brothers have psych- have like telekinetic abilities brought on by watching our dad get <laughs> shot. So, you should have said psychokinetic. You are close. <laughs> I saw you started so, a spelling mistake. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm really hoping that if I tell my little brother, I know you have telekinetic abilities, but please understand, people will think you are weird if they see you do that in public. Please, for the love of God, don't do it in public. That I have the right to be upset when my brother goes and does it in public. Is that, is that crazy?
2: No, 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 no. I, 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 just, I just want to get across that we, as older brothers, hold the, hold the right to be upset about them not listening to us. But we also have to understand that if we say, hey, don't do that, they're going to do it. Fine, There's no stopping but, it. Uh, the but- context is a bit different, though.
1: It's different between like, being on the run versus my brother being a shithead. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> that, that, thank you. I, thank you, Steve. <laughs> I, think, I think being a younger brother in that situation, they go hand in
0: hand. I, I don't want to know, Seth. I, if your brother is on the run and a shithead, don't want to know.
2: Uh getting close to it.
0: <laughs> I realize I've been speaking for a while, but I've also been shitting on the game, so let me just quickly run through why, why it got better towards the end. Episode four... <laughs> episode four, I... Uh... <laughs> okay, so the tagline is, end of episode three, your brother does something stupid, you wind up split up. Um, like, end of episode three is literally hey, I'm going to walk inside this house and get, and get our paycheck. Please just sit here for five minutes. And then 30 seconds later, uh, one of the henchmen comes in. He was like, hey, I caught this kid snooping around the house. And the kid's like, sorry. They're <laughs> uh... like, give me the gun. I'll shoot him myself. Holy fuck. <laughs> There's actually a um a Steam forum, like, God, I fucking hate Daniel. And the and the, <laughs> the description is I know I'm I know I'm threatening violence on a fictional kid. I would follow through. <laughs> 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 so I know I'm not alone in this. Um so so you get split at the end of episode three. Uh he gets taken to a religious cult and becomes their god because he because he shows off his powers.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds
0: about right. Yeah, we've all been there. automatically automatically more entertaining. So By the time I got to the end of episode three, I was like, I'm so done with this. I want to see this game out, but I have no, like, I, I, I do not think this, this game will impact me. I just want to see how it plays out because it is entertaining. Um, and then episode four starts incredibly entertaining with your brother is now the deity of some fanatical religious cult. Like, excellent, fantastic. Let's go. (laughs) And then it actually gets writing right to kind of reel it back in. And Daniel doesn't go off and do something stupid. And you find your absentee mother and there's like a whole bunch of other stuff that goes on and it's actually really good. It's really really well done. Um, and then episode 5 ties everything nicely together. Um, so it really pulls it back in episodes 4 and 5. It's, it's crazy uh, how, how well it does that. Um, final thing I want to touch on uh, all of the choices build up and th- this is where the ending comes into it. Uh, sorry final two things I want to touch on. Um, one the ending all of these choices build up a hidden system for morality for, uh, basically how you have taught, how you have taught Daniel over the course of the game to treat society. And, uh, therefore you have a morality of, um, whether Daniel thinks that l- living like respectfully in society is the way to go or whether fuck society, it's only about like like, blood is thicker than water, um, family family is everything, do anything for your brother type thing. Um, so that's cool. And then that's paired with a choice between uh, surrendering to authorities at the border or trying to cross into Mexico, and that choice. And so you've got four possible endings. And what struck me is that your brother makes a decision independently of what you choose based on the morality, which I thought was a really cool way to do it. I'm not going to spoil the endings more than that, but... I ended up watching all of them uh, after the one that I got and I think I got one of the best ones uh based on how the others play out but all of them impacted me more than I thought they would uh just because of how I guess how well they wrote they wrote the ends uh despite how much I fucking hated Daniel through the middle of it good lord um and the other one the the one final thing which is why the the chat with um Life is Strange 1 uh, there is a tie in with Life is Strange 1 and Life is Strange Ooh. 2. When you first boot it, it says, Did you save Arcadia Bay? And I remember thinking at the time, mm. pff, obviously I saved Arcadia Bay because uh, that but was Chloe. canonically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was canonically the choice I made. But it, was, it had been so long. So I played, I played episode 1 back in 2018 when the game came out. Uh, and then because of the issues with episode 1 and also other games coming out, I just never picked it up again. And so played episode 1 again to remind myself what happened. Uh, a year or two ago, and then again, other stuff came out, didn't go back to it, and here I just picked it up from episode two. I was like, fuck it, I, I remember episode uh. one, let's, let's just keep going. But I forgot about the Arcadia Bay choice, because that's the first thing on the save file, uh, and all I did was replay, rather than start a new save. And so, in episode five, th- this, this was amazing, in episode five, you meet uh, a character called David, who, uh, I don't know if you've put the dots together or not yet, Steve, but it's I part think of a game. Uh, a part of a hippie commune that's living with your that's living with your mum in uh, Arizona, and it's David, the the step douche from Life is Strange One slash Before the Storm, Chloe's dad. Yeah, Chloe's stepdad. Yeah. Ah, interesting. And what's fantastic is he's a completely different character in a completely different setting, and I did not connect the dots at all. But then you see a photo of like Chloe and Max on the fridge, and the dialogue changes based on whether you saved Chloe or whether you saved Arcadia Bay, and. He has a phone call with either Joyce, um, you know, because if you saved Arcadia Bay, then Chloe's dead or Chloe, in which case Joyce is dead um, as well as the rest of Arcadia Bay. But it's, it was my, it's my favorite Life is Strange 2 is a completely different story to Life is Strange 1, but it's one of my favorite tie-ins that I've seen in a series where, and like, you don't need to play the earlier games to appreciate the reference that they put in. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's a good it's, little niche reference. Yeah, it's just like if you've played Life is Strange one, you're like, holy shit, it's him, it's it's that guy. And if you haven't, you're just like, oh, you know, uh, that's uh, he, he's he's someone with a backstory. So I want to, I do want to give the developers massive props to that because that took me by surprise and it actually just threw me. It was like, holy shit, that like a whole bunch of dots just lined up, and wow, it was a really cool, um, I don't know, homecoming moment, whatever you want to call that. Tie in. Um, so, yeah. Overall, where, where do I sit on the game? God, fucking. <laughs> if you remove Daniel, <laughs> 9 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I... Yeah, if, if you had asked me at the end of episode 3, I probably would have given it a 5 out of 10. But after having played 4 and 5, it goes back up to... I can't give it a nine because of how much parts of parts of the writing just slog through early on. But four and five together are with with the good bits of the earlier episodes would easily be a nine. But all up as the experience on the whole, it would unfortunately probably be a six, six ish, six or seven. Hmm. Um, So if if it sounds like the sort of game that you are interested in, thoroughly recommend playing it, but just be, be ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially if you have a younger brother. You're just slamming your head into the desk at every decision Daniel makes. Fuck me. But that's all I really have to say about that. And I say all that I really have to say about that. And I realize I'm speaking for nearly 30 minutes. God damn it. The, the curse continues. Where's time, Where's Max's rewind time power now, I ask you? Uh, yeah. man, you said you had it earlier. <laughs> I, I used it all up. <laughs> time, machine, time machine broken. Why don't we move on to Borderlands 3? Borderlands pew,
1: pew, 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 That's me. Uh, so, Borderlands 3. Um, this is the worst uh, catchphrase you've had. <laughs> hold on. Don't worry, on. Dog. You say that every
0: week. It might get worse. Uh, wait. I'll okay, just do that. You're thing. right.
2: This is the worst catchphrase you've had so far. So far. Yeah, there we go.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so, Borderlands 3 is technically- A game it's of the, all time. But it is, it, it's one of our Borderlands games. Uh, as well, so Borderlands Three is the fourth game uh, in the Borderlands oh, series. Oh, well, here we, we go.
2: We're doing this again. Yeah, we're doing this <laughs> in the same uh, episode, no
1: less. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, there's the, handsome, the the story of Handsome Jack or whatever. Like, it's in the series. Didn't
2: Tales of the Borderlands come before this as well. So doesn't that
1: technically count I, too? Uh, it technically it's technically not. not. It's different. It's not. It's not the same a game. Spin off. Yeah, spin off. Yeah, it's great.
0: Which break. which is funny because it's a spin off that introduces the main characters of Borderlands Three.
1: Yeah, and kills off one of the main characters from Borderlands 2. Yeah, um, and has a different scooter. voice
2: actor for one of them, for Borderlands 3. Really? Anyway, actually, doesn't, no one doesn't, doesn't tells matter. Tales of the Borderlands characters has a different voice actor in Borderlands 3. That's the one I'm Reed. thinking of. Mm.
1: Reese, I think uh, it was. Reese. yeah, he's one of the main characters. Anyway, doesn't matter. So, Borderlands 3 uh, came out in 2019, and I'll just uh, paraphrase it right now. I am a very very big fan of the Borderlands franchise. I think it is one of those games that it is very simple to pick up, uh, but it's just one of those games. that's just so fun. Like it's, it's not brain dead, but it's just, everything just feels good. And uh, I think you mentioned a couple of episodes, Pat, like Borderlands two perfects what Borderlands one does. Yeah. It's fantastic how the guns feel, uh, the loot drops, the post game content, even the
0: DLC are really fun. I'd also, I'd also say that they, they dialed in the, um, the writing and the, the storytelling of Borderlands 2. Like Borderlands 1, there was, there was technically a story there, but the story was secondary to the gameplay. But Borderlands mm. 2, the story felt as good as the gameplay to me.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's, well, oh, oh, to, to wind it back, give the full picture Borderlands 3 is a first person uh, action shooter, not in like a first person Call of Duty sense. It's more of, like of a shooter. Yeah, yeah. Loosey shooty. Looter shooter. Um, and that's because uh, the big premise of Borderlands, uh, and it was pretty much Borderlands 1 that pretty much gave itself this formula, is that the guns are procedurally generated. Uh, you've got five stages of rarity for guns, and from white to orange, orange being the most rare, white being the least rare. Uh, there's also blue, purple, green. Uh, and The Diablo the, rarity system.
0: Yeah, essentially. uh. But uh, and, lens, yeah, it depends on the game, but there's a bunch of other rarities that have been added or tweaked since. Oh, I'm just thinking about Borderlands 3 then.
1: Um, but each gun will sort of do some, something different. Like, you've got uh, some guns that will do, like, different elemental damage, like corrosive or fire or shock. Uh, you've got different guns that uh, have either burst fire, rapid fire, um, or when you even go to reload them, you throw the gun away and it blows up like a grenade. And then, like, the, the gun just respawns in you. Uh, it's it's quite interesting to literally just pick up a gun and be like, I literally don't know what this is going to do because I'm not going to be bothered to read its description. Bang, bang, bang. Okay, this either feels good or it doesn't feel good. Uh, and Borderlands 3 introduces a new uh, secondary type of system for guns. Like You can press down on the D-pad and you can either switch from rapid fire to burst fire or switch elemental types or switch from bullets to like some guns have like rockets underneath and that's it's pretty interesting, it does give you a bit more variety to it, uh, but there are definitely some types of uh, secondary features to guns that it's like, that's not worth it, I'm just going to stick with the normal gun. And that's where uh, the gunplay and the different guns you can get is what makes Borderlands what it is. And Borderlands 3 has made that it's hard to improve on the perfection of the gameplay that was Borderlands 2, but Borderlands 3 does it in a sense better, but very close to what Borderlands 3 Like the difference being um it's introduced uh, a couple of new weapon manufacturers, not weapon types, but manufacturers that do different things. Like they some guns do like shockwave damage and other ga- other guns will do like grenade launchers or be sticky grenades and all that kind of stuff. And that Borderlands three does do that very well. But I it introduces a parkour mechanic as well. Uh, and that is fantastic. That is really good. That makes the game feel a lot more fluid because Borderlands is one of those games where you're not standing and shooting. You're literally running around the height. You're running and you do not stop running. But you're like running everywhere. You're jumping everywhere. You're just trying to get out of the way. of. Um, and that really sort of makes it feel really good because you are pushing through the area and, until you get to the post-game content, where things kind of change, it's most enemies fall uh, in like a, depending on which weapon you've got in a couple of bullets. Others stronger enemies, or Borderlands refers to them as badass class. They might take a bit longer, or take significantly longer, because they've got a significant amount of health. So that's why you're always running around to see if you can sort of avoid their bullet. Um, and you've also got an action s- skill, which is essentially like a a special ability. Uh, that runs for a certain amount of time, whether it be you summoner, I think it's a Skag or in my, because I, took, I chose the gunner, I got to summon like a suit of armor that I pretty much wear and you do increased damage uh, for a significant amount of time with different weapons. And that's where it really
0: shines. But- right, Hang on, sorry. Who, who are you playing as? Uh, the gunner, Moe's. Oh, the best. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry <laughs> The best Sudavaro. one, yeah, you're right. of I was trying to think, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, it's essentially a mech
1: that you sort of <laughs> step yeah, yeah, in.
0: Yeah, you summon a mech. You, you, you play
1: Titanfall 2. Uh, unironically, yes. Um, well, technically, yeah, yes. And everyone's so technically...
2: and Titanfall except for EA. Except for EA, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, just cancel
1: it, right? Um, well, that's, that's interesting. So one of the DLC packs that got released is the um, Director's Cut of Borderlands. I think it cost uh, 10 bucks or something. And this adds an extra skill tree to all four playable class. And the extra uh, skill tree it adds to um, my class, Mo's, is uh, you no longer are in the mech. The mech, um, who, which used to be called Iron Bear, is now called Iron Cub. And you fight alongside the cub. So uh, it's essentially you've got two players on the map. You've got you and you're controlling yourself and you've got like, the AI-controlled Iron Cub that yeah, this, yeah. just so goes I, up to I, everybody. I think,
0: I think I know how to explain this, Steve. So uh, in the movie Ratatouille... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, if, if that was Borderlands three, uh, you would be playing as Remy and you would summon Linguini and then you'd jump in his hair and then you'd, you'd make a sweet, sweet pasta dish. Um, with the director's cut, uh, you are now playing as Linguini, uh, or, you know, someone would say Luigi, you can now play as Luigi if, if, if you will. Um, and so Iron Cub is now Remy. And so rather than one of you controlling the other, you, you just kind of chill out with your bro and, and fight alongside.
2: Off-topic yes, question, that's... since you brought it up, is Raiji a mecha anime?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay, good. I'm glad we agree on that. <laughs> or if you have to say that that's
1: an anime, then Frozen's an anime.
2: No, Hold no, up. no, there's no it's... mechas in that, so it's not an anime.
1: Oh, is that the definition of anime? So does that mean- I, mean, I said mecha anime specifically, so yes. Oh. So does that- Okay, it doesn't matter. Family guy in anime? old oldest time.
2: My uh, favorite um... anime is Cory in the house.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, um, it's been so long yeah. since so I was a meme.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some might say not long enough.
3: Um,
2: but anyway, the,
1: so the writing, the writing in Borderlands Three is fucking shit. Um, it is the story boils down to uh, there are these twin, there, these twin, bat, these two twin Twitch streamers, and they, we call them Twitch streamers because they literally are. Behaving like Twitch streamers, and they're like, "Oh, thanks for tuning into my stream. Here we're going to be killing the Vault Hunter. Yeah, like and subscribe. Don't forget that he's the most fucking annoying thing in the internet. No,
0: no, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, be sure to, to, isn't it? Like and obey.
1: Yes, yes. Remember to like and obey. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> uh, and it is it, sort of. I can see what they're trying to do with a cult of personality, um, but they do it very shit, and they just repeat the same jokes over and over um and they're not in a good way and essentially the humor of borderlands 3 comes to it's sarcasm there's nothing there's nothing deeper than that and while it is funny in certain moments um having every character be sarcastic in every single sentence they say it loses its impact but then at the same time the gameplay for me was good enough to like Literally just sort of zone out of the story. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. If there was a cut scene playing, nine times out of ten, I'd pull out my phone. Like, I don't care. Uh, Which probably does do it a disservice because one of the main characters from number two, Lilith, uh, she's a siren. She's got magic powers, essentially. She loses her powers quite early on. And that's, like, I got invested in her in number two because number two had much better writing. It sort of felt a bit cheap because I'm like, oh, I don't really care. Something will work out. Yeah. I just, I just think it's unfortunate, and it's the same type of issues with the side quests as well. Number one, there's fucking way too many. Uh, number two, they all literally become Vetch Uh And number three, just, the writing is very bad. For them. Like, it's it, it just doesn't it's just bad. Like, it's just a lot of it's, oh, oh do here, oh, we got to dance for a bit, oh, offhanded, sarcastic comment, oh, or oh, deliver pizza. And there's, like, one mission where you got to, like, deliver pizzas in a time. Uh, it's the side quest, like they could probably take out the side quest, and it'd be a much more better, tighter game. Because the main quest is already quite long, and half of this is because there are quite wide open spaces, and it does take you a little bit of time to get from one end of the whichever area into the other. And I, I initially thought this was a bad thing, but I only thought it's a bad thing because I was doing those shitty side quests, and the side quests are borderline artificial bloat the game because they're shit like I don't mind doing side quest like' the, pretty much the only side kind of side quests I enjoy uh, and everyone really laugh at this one um, is that one of the side characters uh, is doing a podcast called mysterious clear uh, and it's like a ghost podcast and she literally takes you to unique areas and there's unique interactions with different characters with her and she's trying to prove that ghosts exist and those are really good Side quests because it's something different. Like gives you a bit of narrative on what's going on. Like you have to investigate certain sites to see how certain people die. Like it's not just go over there, kill ten people, come back, or deliver this thing to this guy, then come back. It's not that. And that those side quests was good, but that's well, three or four side quests out of fucking fifty of them, and they just end up being not very. Good. But. The gameplay is very good and that's the one thing that I that really pushed me through. Like the problem with the the gunplay is I maybe just cuz my talent tree cuz you level up as all RPGs do these days and you get skill points and one of my skill points I put into uh, literally regenerates ammo when I inflict a status effect on an enemy. I'm always I, you're always inflicting status effect on an enemy so I'm always regenerating ammo. So it was to the point where like I pretty much stopped opening any loot crates to get any ammo. Like, I didn't need it. Like, I was always full. But I'm not sure if that was just more of a me issue or of a game issue. Uh, but still a great game. Still loved it. I've just finished the main quest, and I'm in the, the post-game mayhem mode, which yeah, it's a slider, and essentially it gives enemies more health and more damage. Uh, and the trade-off is that you get better rewards and better guns. Uh, it does pump the difficulty quite far up. Uh, like, especially when the enemies have 500% more health and do 500% more damage. It, uh, not exactly the best thing in the entire world. It's not making it harder, just artificially bloating it. But, but at the same time, the weapons I'm getting are much better. So the, the differences, I'm catching up to the differences. Hmm. But yeah, Borderlands 3, I'm really enjoying it. That's sort of my uh, trauma dump about it. 8 out of 10. It sounds like a similar situation
2: you were in with Fire Emblem and Gage last week, where it's like, gameplay-wise, fantastic, love it. Everything else, kind of, not so much.
1: Yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, which is a pretty rough thing to say, considering I gave Fire Emblem a 7. But I think because the way that this presents the story to you, you're not really... The the cutscene only goes for 30 seconds a minute, or it's like... A voiceover while you're still playing the game like it doesn't interrupt the game okay, to show you question the story. how
2: often does it interrupt like well not interrupts but how often does dialogue play while you're in the middle of gameplay like how oh, often quite is fr- it?
1: quite frequently like quite frequently um like i wouldn't be it's it's pretty much if you're moving like progressing the story or a main quest and you sort of hit a certain area there'll be conversations going uh and you sort of zone them out i'd quite frequently sometimes i probably say a bit too much but at the same time i think maybe because i thought the story was so shit it's more of a you know what maybe they just stopped talking um (laughs) which is quite ironic uh given how much i talk
0: but i I really enjoy it the gameplay is solid it's very very fun to play and uh also have to chime in that the writing in pretty much all of the DLC packs is better than the base game by... It is? ...quite, fantastic. quite considerably. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, because I,
1: I was going to boot up the game, the uh, it the DLC Zitavo, but I'm like, you know what? Nah. Uh, so I do want to 100% this game because it is so fun uh, and it doesn't seem to be... Like, I don't have to do too many... I don't have to do any replays of the game, which is, sort of, which is what stopped me from 100%ing Borderlands 1 and 2.
0: But yeah, I uh, 100% uh, this. Uh, Hang on, what do you mean you don't have to do any replays? Like, there is still True Vault Hunter mode in this. Well, oh, no, but that's, you don't have to do that
1: to get an achievement,
0: but all the achievements, sorry. Oh, sorry. That's,
1: sorry. With 100%, I mean uh, getting all the achievements. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and there is a True Vault Hunter mode, and uh, one of the listeners to this podcast, Ben, he's pretty much forcing me at gunpoint to do another playthrough uh, on True Vault Hunter.
0: You, you broke his collarbone? Oh, no, this is a different one.
1: Different one, hey, good callback.
0: Oh, I didn't think you'd represent, but this this, is a different one. This is a different one. Shout out to Ben. I'm not sure if you listen. (laughs) Shout out to Ben with two working collarbones. (laughs) Yes, to you, buddy. (laughs) The extra
1: C is for collar. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so I I might do that. Uh, we might sort of get together and party up because Borderlands is maybe this is the way that I approach video games as a solo experience, but I have heard the Borderlands experience is much better when you've got four players. Um...
3: But yeah, yeah, that's all I have to say about
0: Borderlands. Um, the, it, it definitely is. But I, so I'm, I go even one step further where I really enjoy kind of having ultimate utility, which means being able to swap into whatever role or class, whatever party needs me to be. So Borderlands 3, I've racked up some ungodly number of hours on, and every character is maxed out. <laughs> Um, Patrick, has anyone ever told you you have a problem? Multiple people. But you know what? None of those people have beaten me a neon white leaderboard, so I don't listen. Huh. Damn. Um, <laughs> but I think that, that, it's- right, just right, I'm, I'm not doing a podcast anymore. I'm going to go play
2: neon white. <laughs> then I'll be back in time to say you have a problem. Why does it say you're not
1: playing
0: neon white?
1: <laughs> oh, well, I think it's like you can do all those replays of it because the gameplay is so fun. Like, it, it never really- The game nearly- really never feels old because if you start sort of getting sick of using a gun, you just switch to a different gun.
0: Yeah. And and so, uh, things like, uh, so, I, I agree. Yes, I, I also want to jump to the next point, which is that uh, it's interesting that you brought up the Director's cut because I want to know if you played the Battle Royale mode. No, I have not. I've heard very good things about it. It is surprisingly, like, I, I, was, I was skeptical of it because of it was, it was just the trend for everything to get a better Royale mode, and I was like, oh, fuck, how the fuck are they going to do it in Borderlands? Why? But having played it, y- you can do it solo, but I've done it multiplayer a few times. It is so much more fun in multiplayer. Like, just, like, it is genuinely good fun in multiplayer, and it's very um, repeatable, too. And some of the weapons that you get out of it are amazing. Like some of my favorite weapons in the game are weapons that only drop in the um in the battle royale. So is it like an uh, actual battle royale mode, or is it like no? A... Okay, it's it's a P, it's a PVE battle royale. Right. Yeah. So you you don't get any of your equipment. You just. And I'm not even sure if you can use your action skill because I don't remember most being good at that. They they basically had to nerf everyone into the ground in order in order to do it right. But you drop in um almost always near a. Uh, weapon chest that will give you white rarity loot, and then the whole thing is that your objective is to kill the boss in the middle of the arena, and you need to get enough equipment and get good enough equipment that you can do that. And there will be uh, mobs spawning and things to do um, w- like within the arena, and the arena will also shrink in, in the same kind of battle royale format that, that everyone knows. Uh, and so, what's cool about it is that okay, so you you don't get access to any of your guns, right? But anything that drops in the game uh, anything that drops in the battle royale if you die in the battle royale you lose and even if you win you can't bring all of the guns back with you but there are a bunch of places around the map which allow you to save your gun which is that you basically put it in a locker the locker shoots off into space and then it's yours when you when you finish the battle royale so you no longer have access to the gun in the battle royale but it's waiting for you back at sanctuary and i think that's a pretty cool middle ground for how a game like borderlands works
1: yeah, no, that's, a, that's uh, pretty okay. cool. That seems fun.
0: Yeah, that seems fun. Uh, I'm definitely is it on the list? Check it out.
1: I'm um, actually. I think there's achievement related to it. So I legally have to.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Uh, the only other thing I oh, There was one other point I wanted to make about Borderlands Three. Ah, uh, tr- uh, can't be too important. Yeah. Um, I, I've put way too many hours into it. I I'm also at the stage where I basically just skip through all of the story. Um. It's worth doing the DLC for story missions because they, sorry, it's worth doing the main stories in the DLC because of how much XP they give you, because they they are still counted as story missions, just as a little pro tip for anyone out there.
1: Um, yeah, well, I think I just uh, hit level 50 this afternoon, but so it doesn't really bother me at all.
0: Right. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, I, I wish that the writing was more like Borderlands 2, but between Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3, the gameplay of Borderlands 3 is fantastic. Yeah. Cool, Borderlands Three out now. Go play it.
1: Um, it constantly goes on sale, and because there's two types of season passes, one of them I think is literally just uh, cosmetics.
0: Uh, no, 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 no. So, um, season. So uh, you're right. There are two season passes. Season pass one is the four story DLCs, like the Borderlands Two season pass. So that's um, Handsome Jackpot, uh, Blood Love, and t- Blood Guns and Tentacles. Uh, the Wild West one, which I keep forgetting the name of, and uh, Krieg's, uh, Krieg's adventure, Krieg's psych- psychotic break, whatever you yeah, want to call it. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, season Pass 2 is a combination of the director's cut uh, and some cosmetics, but within the director's cut gives you the battle royale. Um, the, the, it's funny that you mentioned the, the uh, side quest that you liked with good writing, Ava's podcast. That is um, DLC. That's part of Season Pass 2. Uh um, okay ha, yeah. yeah there you go that's, that's what <laughs> makes it. i wondered why those were a bit different okay that yeah. makes sense and and also the the fourth weapon tree uh the, sorry the fourth skill tree for each yep. of the characters that's also yep. part so that's all i don't i don't remember what the difference between director's cut and season pass two is but season pass two includes the director's cut and that is the majority of the content that you want uh, okay yeah because i had both uh both season passes um and i think maybe it's sort of me
1: misunderstanding what was in season pass two Okay, cool, fantastic. Where did they call it? Like the directors? Yeah, no, cut? It,
0: yeah the yeah. the community was really confused as to why they were getting a second season pass of content, and they were like, "We'll give you free update material because Borderlands Two gave a ton of free updates. It all did. of the, yeah. um, uh, all of oh god, I've forgotten the name of it, but all of the like little one shots in little uh, areas. Mm. Oh man, oh, uh, 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 like hey, Thanksgiving I know, and I know what you talk- I know what
1: you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the event, uh, yeah, you can hear him typing it out. You can edit this out and post.
0: T.K. Baja's bloody harvest. No, what was there? There was there was like a list of them. Um... I think I know which one you're talking about. It actually hurts me because there th- th- there it was one name and it was given to about three of them. There was Thanksgiving, Halloween, and they were all uh, free updates. That's in Borderlands Three uh, as well. Thanksgiving.
1: Uh, maybe not. No, there's definitely like these weird, uh,
0: like themes or something you could start. Yeah, that's. Oh no, no hang on. I, I, you might be thinking of the um, uh, in game the, the seasonal events, or whatever they're called. Yeah, the seasonal events, like yeah. uh, Revenge of the Cartels and stuff. Yeah, Th- isn't those that- are cool. Uh, no, it's not what I'm thinking of though. Oh, okay, uh, this is <laughs> it's it's actually frustrating me. Uh, why don't you know what, screw it. I'm just going to open it up on Steam. I, I, know, I know exactly where to find it in Steam. I was hoping Google would help me, but it's friggin' not. Future <laughs> oh. Seth, maybe keep this in. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, in the meantime, I'm still please. still deciding
3: at the
2: moment. Um, yep. Please treat uh, yourself to some pew 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 Okay, now, suddenly getting cut.
0: Ah, oh, bastard. Headhunters. Oh. oh no! I didn't. Finally, my uh, brain can rest easy. The Headhunters DLCs. Headhunter 1, Bloody Harvest, Headhunter 2, Waddle Gobbler, Headhunter 3, Mercenary Day, Headhunter 4, Wedding Day Massacre, Headhunter 5, Son of Cromorax. Looking at them on Steam, they are paid DLCs, but they were one-shots that weren't part of a season pass. That was the mistake I was thinking of. Um, Yeah, those were really fun in Borderlands 2 uh, as well. Uh, Yeah, sorry, that that, that was all I wanted to say. Um, Yeah, would highly recommend anyone goes and buys it. (laughs) It's, It's very fun. Don't pay attention to the story. Play the DLC for story. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thank you for that, Steve. Uh, That brings us to the end of part one for this week. We have to move on to part two for this week, which is, of course, the news. Starting off, sad news. Sad news. Uh, Don't worry. No one died yet, but uh, angry birds might.
3: I was expecting you to go on a little bit with that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I just really wanted to just leave the, 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 the dour tone, just just let it, let it breathe a bit, you know?
2: I, I'll go into this, because this is basically just corporate greed coming out in full force. So, what?
0: Um, no way!
2: <laughs> Rovio is the company that makes the Angry Birds games, and they're going, Hey, so our game Angry Birds is going to be taken down on February 23rd, so... Two- Two days. Two days heads up that they're going to be unlisting it from Google Play Store. They're doing this because apparently they've taken it down before, but then brought it back up from uh, Backlash. And it's it's just a paid game. So people just buy it and they get the entirety of Angry Birds. No problem. That's not good enough. So they're taking it down and reminding you that they have, like, three other Angry Birds games that are on the market that are all free to play with microtransactions littered throughout them. So they don't want you to do just a one-time payment to own an Angry Birds game. They want you to go into the other Angry Birds games where they can charge you over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, people will always pay more money in microtransactions. Very bad.
0: I mean, free what, to what's model works, what's the family go cut away? Um, stupid Angry Birds, the only people that play this game are people on the toilet anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, look, do I care about this a little bit? Uh do I care enough to Why? feel anything? Nah. Yeah, um, no that game can. has been like what ten years old or something. Something nah, like older than that. Sure. Yeah. Surely
0: it's older than ten years old.
2: Probably fifteen. It's it's uh, it's had multiple Angry movies. Bird there's no way that one. that's
0: only ten years old.
2: I feel like that might be 2008 to 2009.
1: Yeah. Uh, it
0: came down in 2009, my friends. Yeah. There we go. Um, turns right out on there's the
2: money.
1: Turns out there's an Angry Birds cartoon that went four seasons.
0: Yep. And and it doesn't surprise me the since films. there was a movie. Mm, two movies. I didn't know there Is were two movies. I'm pretty sure there's a, actually, um, Steve, Steve, look that up. (laughs) Pretty sure there's a second one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. What can I say? On the money. Or whatever Seth Mm. said, but like better, because I'm higher on the leaderboard than neon white. 6.4 out of
1: 10 in IMDB.
0: (laughs) I just keep getting Uh better and better. Hey, (laughs) behold, mid.
2: (laughs) 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 Also, it says here that, um. They can't take it off your phone if you have, already, have it already downloaded. So That's I wonder true. if this is going oh, to boy. be in the Flappy Bird situation where yeah, Flappy birds, Bird, or absolutely. birds will be worth a lot of money on eBay. Quick, download it right now. <laughs> You're right, I should. I'll download it on an old phone. Just suddenly increases its market value.
0: Or, or, and hear me out here, um, isn't there a lawsuit currently pushing to create a third-party app store on... Android, maybe I assume iOS as well, but I don't quite remember uh, as part of the uh, whole Epic Games Apple bullshit, uh, because maybe. when that comes out, when that comes out, that means that they'd have the ability to load third party apps. And so surely someone could just upload a cracked um, uh, file to, to load onto your phone anyway.
2: Yeah, that'll probably happen. I think it might just I mean, be I, for I, iOS. I know, you, I,
0: know, I know you could do it now. I, I, I'm well aware that people could do it now if they wanted to. I'm just saying um, in the future, I'm sure this will come back up again anyway.
2: Yeah. And I think it might just be for iOS, because I'm pretty sure Android phones have multiple markets you can use. It's just
0: Apple phones that are locked to just the Apple store. Yeah, buddy. Tim Cook needs a new cocaine ball for his other cocaine <laughs> balls. Uh, anyway, uh, next, next, next up on the list. Um, Elden Ring topping 20, 20 million rangs. Yeah, someone rang that bell 20 times. 20, 20, um, million, 20 million 20 times, million. no, twenty times, one per million. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Steve, Steve, the bell was rung at least twenty times. Oh, yeah, at least, yeah, yeah. I think it was like, um,
2: I think it hit like twelve million not long after launch, like within yeah, the launch I, month. So I remember it's twelve going,
0: million being thrown around.
2: Yeah, so it's uh, take it's uh, taken about a year, but basically on the one year anniversary of the game, um, it's sold another 8 million copies that's uh, that's not a a small amount of uh, sales either 20 million is a lot it really shows how big of a deal Elden Ring became
0: and I I think I think um we need to give credit here as well in that uh uh I was gonna make a point about how this is a single player game but I realized Pokemon pulling crazy numbers is also kind of a single player focus and Animal Crossing Um, yeah maybe maybe it's less of a relevant point but it is. It is cool. I, I guess. I guess I'll, I'll pivot to say that it's really nice that no matter how much effort people want to put into shitty microtransaction multiplayer first sludge that they push out the door, that games like Elden Ring are the ones that get crazy high sales numbers.
2: Yeah. No. Elden Ring was like fully featured out of the box. There's no like random DLC bullshit or microtransactions. They haven't even announced if there's going to be a DLC expansion yet. People expect it yeah, to really, be because
0: Dark Souls games
1: always do. And their rumours are circulating. They did that little DLC Coliseum thing for those PvP players. All three of you out there. Yeah, all
0: three of you. (laughs) I was thinking the same
1: thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That one
1: Babylon's fall guy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I think that's very funny that it sold so much because it was such that big hype about it. A lot of people that I know that have never played a Dark Souls game before played Elden Ring uh, and it was probably a 50-50 Of, nah, too hard, versus, no, I finally got it, and now I'm going back and playing all the other Dark Souls games. Like, it was very... I don't know what it was about just that. Maybe was it good marketing? Was it because the game was so anticipated that all of us, I'm using air quotates, um, true gamers were really excited for it, that it's built over into normie culture? Uh, I don't know.
2: The Dark Souls games were slowly getting more and more popular as time went on, as well as Bloodborne and people being very vocal about wanting a new Bloodborne release that it just kind of slowly got to a tipping point where it's like, no, everyone kind of is on board. Elden Ring's not a Dark Souls sequel, so being a fresh entry point for people to come in and try it makes it even more enticing. And there's a George R. R. Martin uh, advertised name on it as well. So you've got the Game of Thrones people getting interested in it. I th- I what think do you fucking do, bud?
0: Steve, uh, the whole point is that if more people play the game, you have an obligation to gatekeep the shit out of them. Right, actually, this should have sold two copies.
2: You know what? If you get kept Yakuza even more, there wouldn't be any VTubers isn't it?
1: Oh, fucking hell. Shut <laughs> up. You know, I want to punch,
0: I am in your wall. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: good,
0: I need uh, a new hole. No <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, don't really have a huge amount more to add, but yeah, just well, well done. Well done, Elden Ring. Good to, good to see a, a game like it getting recognized for, for how, how, how sick it is.
2: Also to answer Stephen's question, it doesn't matter what George R.R. R. Martin's involvement was with the game. His name being attached on it was enough.
0: Yeah. that's yeah, true. I I Actually, is that true? I don't know too many people that went, you know what, I really enjoyed watching. <laughs> how many how many people do you know that that saw the end of season 8 Game of Thrones and went, well, I've been punished enough by this. I can't wait to be punished enough by a game. I think
2: I think enough people know that um, the final season of Game of Thrones doesn't represent what he envisions for the series, and that was uh, a TV sure. crew
0: fuck-up rather than his. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get all that, but I guess what I'm saying is I I actually don't see a huge overlap between people that would go out of their way to religiously watch Game of Thrones and people that would religiously into a Souls game just because George R. R. Martin's name's on it.
2: Yeah, I, I can't, but that's also because my, my entire social group is already into both of those things that it's hard <laughs> to make that judgment call. And, and you know what? Gatekeep them, Seth. you are right, not I should true harder.:
1: It is our job as play, gamers. If you didn't
2: play Demon Souls, you didn't play Souls correctly. Uh, true. Rats,
1: I didn't play that.
0: Or, um, if you didn't well, play Armcore, um, you
1: didn't play any from game correctly. Actually,
0: how, how long ago was it that the guy completed the God Run of all the all those games? God Run? I yeah, played all of the in, games
2: without getting hit.
0: Yeah, oh. that was only in the last couple of weeks, wasn't it? Somewhere.
2: Yeah, it was pretty recently. I'm I not sure exactly when, but it, I, I was hearing about it pretty recently.
0: Yeah, same. Uh, anyway, yeah, congr- congrats to that guy. Uh, seek help. Um, and yeah, congrats to Elden Ring. Next up, next up, um, <laughs> Ubisoft. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um... Ubisoft decided to release uh, something before Skull and Bones, but the thing that they're releasing before Skull and Bones is Skull and Bones, but better. But they're not releasing it publicly. <laughs> Ubisoft
2: says they have an improved version of Skull and Bones they haven't shown yet. Sure you have, Ubisoft. Sure you have.
1: <laughs> no, I, I believe uh It's just a girl that goes to a different school up the coast. You don't know her, bro. I swear.
2: <laughs> is this improved version of Skull and Bones in the room with us now?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty... Um... I don't, no, I, guys, I, they're, they're I don't know what this means. Ubisoft's uncle works at Ubisoft.
2: Huh. <laughs> so so remember how they were showing Goff's skull and bones and basically going, yeah, yeah, it's almost ready for launch. It's almost ready for launch. Here's all these deep dives and everything. And everyone's like, this looks like shit. This doesn't look like <laughs> fun. And then they're like, oh, you know what? We're going to delay the game for improvements. Uh, they, they swear that all that footage is outdated and they have a better version of the game.
0: Uh, that o- only,
2: only people behind closed doors
0: have seen. I mean, okay, okay. T- to be fair, yes, it's a fuck up that it gets to the state where they're like, hey, look at this. And it's like the kid that brings macrame back and you're like, it's shit, but I guess we'll put it on the fridge. But it is, it is nice that a company goes, wow, everyone hates this. Let's not release it anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, how many, how many games can we think of where they're like, oh yeah, no, we're, we're going to do like a, a public beta and then we're going to look for feedback. And everyone's like, this is shit. And, and, and the company's like, so it's released. <laughs> we, we heard your uh, feedback. Anthem, um, Babylon's Fall. <laughs> oh, I don't Blade talk about world. Uh, So close it's to just, greatness. It's just like, what is the point of the beta? The beta comes out and everyone goes, this is shit. And then the company's like, thanks for the feedback. So you can now buy the game for full price.
2: We will implement your feedback in the second major
0: patch. Not the first one, <laughs> the second one. Or, or in the case of Forspoken eventually, maybe, question mark. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah well, uh, they've said that it's supposed to come uh, in Ubisoft's 2023-2024 fiscal year, which is sometime... Oh, I, mean, April, I think they're going to last that long. That's cute. Or sometime after April the 1st. Um, yeah, anywhere from be. April 1st <laughs> sometime this
2: year sometime to March, after April Fourth next year.
1: Yeah, they will release it on April 1st and be like, nah, it's not exactly what it's supposed to look like. Uh, and then take it off. The look, at the end of the day, the game will come out, um, it's a Ubisoft game. It'll be mid at best. Um, and then that's it. We
0: can all go back to whatever flavor of the month Elden Ring 2, perhaps. It was like, um, what, what was the list of Ubisoft games that, that were available for free? Uh, was, that, was that part of like a Game Pass? Oh, yeah, oh, the was Ub- like, Ubisoft the, Plus.
2: Yeah, yeah, Ubisoft Plus, where it was like 250 of their games or something. Basically, their yeah. entire
0: online library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then bloody Josh is like, oh yeah, I'd play The Crew 2. And Steve and I were both just like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> I would if it's free. Are you really sure? <laughs> Look, yeah, your most valuable resource is your time. Um, but at the
1: same time, only someone that hasn't played The Crew 2 would say that.
2: Josh also <laughs> so says he's going to play Skull and Bones and he's very excited for it. I, that, he, he kept saying that, not believing me when I said they're just doing the Assassin's Creed 4 ship gameplay that you hated. And then he saw he, it and he's like, Oh no, it's the Assassin's Creed 4 ship gameplay, who who, I I really wish someone would have told me.
1: (laughs) He's the only person, he's the only probably human being alive that actually thinks that Black Flag ship combat is bad. He's probably strapped up to the Copium machine right now.
0: Yeah, that's why you can't record. He's on on Copium life support. Copium support. Life Copium. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, Copium's anonymous.
2: I will give Skull and Bones one point of credit if they decide to bring the ship shanties back from Black Flag.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> like, Literally the same ones.
2: They, they, they can be the same ones. They, they, it can even be the exact same uh, voice clips doing them. But as long as they're in the game, that's one point in its favor. Those camera, were very the good. The camera
0: swivels around and suddenly you, you are no longer your character. You are Assassin's Creed. <laughs> You're Assassin's Creed
1: <laughs> Looks at the camera. Um. Yeah. Skull and Bones isn't going to be good. Let's move on.
2: <laughs> Skull and Bones isn't going to
0: exist. Let's move on. Uh, right. And moving on. Uh, <laughs> speaking of shit that gets busted on launch. Um, so the Chrono Cross PC port finally getting a patch. Uh, I don't really care enough about this to, to read past the headline. So, Seth, <laughs> tell me what I need to know here.
1: Yes, I mean- Have you even played Chrono Cross, Seth?
2: I haven't. It was something I wanted to buy when it
1: came out, and it was riddled with issues. Yeah, the PC bullshit. What is it? Maybe you PC gamers aren't the master, right?
2: it, Listen. Once I'm just I, saying, once you guys install, keep getting shitty port. Once I install 20 mods, some of them that fix the game, some of them that are nude mods, some of them that just completely <laughs> upend the game into being something completely different, then <laughs> you truly that understand. <laughs> that, that's when you truly understand how the PC gaming scape is the master race
1: but yeah, oh, you don't be, I don't think my microphone picked it up but it's a big sigh um,
2: <laughs> and a bit of a jerk off motion
1: <laughs> no 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 not not, not and, you know, and by the way I've got a look at a couple of mods for the sims on an unrelated
0: note <laughs> purely cosmetic stuff of course um, of course of course only tasteful christian gameplay mods
2: but yeah, Chrono <laughs> Cross was like riddled with issues, a lot of stuttering framerate issues and a few other things. Um, all of those, uh, it's basically been a year since it came out and uh, Scronix has gone. Yeah, so re- remember how we have released that game last year and it was broken? Yeah, we're going to fix it. Um, a patch is going to be coming out uh, this month. Um, so, you know, you know
1: that's nice. It's funny because apparently like, the console ports weren't broken at all. So it's, it's only on Switch, just-
2: isn't it? It's just Switch and PC, I think.
1: Really? I, I thought I saw it was an Xbox. Um,
2: I will have to double check that. Okay, I'll be. I'll race you to
1: it. Chrono, Radical, Dreamers. Oh, no, no, no. I'm making too many errors. I got too excited. Yeah, um, yeah, I was doing
2: the exact same thing. I was about to say you won because uh, I was having errors. <laughs> it,
1: it is on the Microsoft store. I can confirm. Um,
2: um but, let's see. I'm oh. loading up the Square Enix uh, page for it right now. I'm literally on the, it literally on it on the market. It is on Nintendo yep. Switch, PS4, Steam, and Xbox One.
1: I literally just said that. Fuck you.
2: <laughs> you said it was on the Xbox store. You didn't say anything about
1: PlayStation. Oh, it is. Oh. So I have to say about that. $30. I'm not paying $30 for it. This game's 100 years old. $30 seems fine
2: for a remaster.
1: Look. We've said this once, before. once it's been
2: fixed, $30 is we're, fine we're, for the remaster.
1: <laughs> We've said this before on the podcast. Either bring your game to Game Pass or I will not play it.
2: Yeah, that, that's you, though. I will buy anything from Square Enix as long as it meets specific thresholds right. of. <laughs> I going to say,
1: why didn't you buy this and you bastard. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I, I
2: will not take questions about why I, have, why I haven't bought Battle Wonder Wonderworld or b- For Spoken.
0: I fucking care. Fierce tra- proving with, with a with a track record like that, how could you possibly lose? <laughs> or Babylon's fall? What was that?
1: Um, ah, Balin's Wonderworld. Say that.
3: I did
2: I yeah. say that. I said that. You before,
1: spoken. Yeah. All right. Poorly well, spoken. Anyway, uh, good day to be a chrono cross fan. I might say. Yeah, All four very of glad
0: they they're patching a game that I care about
1: that you have not bought
0: yet. Yeah, not enough to not enough to buy, clearly, but don't once worry once people fixed. do bunch once of free fixed. work for you, then then you'll talk. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, next up on the list we have a Dark Pinocchio of Souls. <laughs> <laughs> we have talked about Lives of P before. Yeah, yeah, we have. It takes it's it, still I just physically, a very funny idea.
1: Every time I see this game, I literally have to physically stop myself from calling it Life of Pi. Um <laughs> or Life of P.
2: Yeah, before um, we were recording, you you were talking about it, and like for two minutes straight, you just kept calling it <laughs> "Life of Pi," and way, you were like, "Wait, is that even what it's called?"
1: <laughs> yeah, lies. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. It's um, just one of the many lies, really. If you think yeah. about it. Well, I'm very excited for this game. One because it comes to Game Pass on release, um, and two because it's essentially we've got Bloodborne at home, um, and the main character is Pinocchio. A tale as old as time.
2: Yeah, no, it's a really interesting take on the Pinocchio story. Like, it's super dark fantasy edging onto, yeah, Bloodborne at Home.
1: Yeah, and you, like, apparently you can, like, change your inventory by, like, you're swapping out your body parts. It's a very interesting concept. Um, And, like, uh, got its release window for August 2023 with a new trailer. I'd recommend which, anybody- Which is the that-
2: news. That, that is the news yeah, this, yeah. of why we're talking about it. It's coming out August.
1: Yeah. This year, allegedly, if you believe, but the bad cats. Year. Wow, crazy. Um, but it, so it, it, I'm excited for it. Will I play it on release? Maybe. It's um, on Game Pass, so why not? Look, there's a lot of games out there. Like, w- w- Wo Long comes out next week, and I'm like, balls deep into Dragon Ball Kakarot, and still got to finish five Ramblin' I just Can't.
3: Not very good at that. But yeah. Lights right. Yep, uh, <laughs> you still got it wrong in the
1: end. Liza P, that's right. It. Rats, fuck. I'm always yep. gonna get it wrong.
2: Minor spelling <laughs> mistake. Yeah. Ah <laughs> <think> no.
1: Mr. So. <laughs> uh, fast Travel finger, Lounge. I don't feel
0: too good. Finger on the buzzer with that one. I was about to. I was about to, to go for the dunk. If you uh, If you hadn't. So um, we'll just count that as teamwork and move on. Uh, Last labyrinth coming to PS5 along with an update that means that you no longer need a VR headset to play it. This is an interesting uh, idea for me, because I assume, I actually don't know a huge amount about Last Labyrinth, but I'm assuming it's a VR first game, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's already on PSVR 1 and uh, Steam. And Steam, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's coming to PSVR 2 and PS5 and with that it's also removing the VR elements so you can just play it with a controller. And I've heard of things going the other way around where you start with controller and then go to VR yeah. but I haven't seen something go in reverse and I'm really interested to see how that turns out.
0: I <clears> yeah, I don't really have anything more to add to this. Um it seems like an interesting idea. I, I kinda hope it works out because I think, you know, if if you're a developer you want as many people as possible to play the game. But yeah, yeah, It'd be exactly. interesting, like, for example, if Steam did this with Half-Life Alex, where they removed the VR headset requirement and you can just play it with a monitor, I think that would be uh yeah, I'm, I'm not saying so that they should busted. do that or not, but I'm saying uh, it would be weird without talking about Last Labyrinth for Steam to do that. Like that would be it would be weird for them to take a VR game and add a mo- and add a monitor only mode to it. So it's interesting that Last Labyrinth is doing that. So I hope it goes well.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see he I'd like to see it do it really well and um possibly make a wave of other VR exclusive things go. May open themselves up to a wider audience of uh, letting people play it on controller and monitor. Um, also yeah. just just for um audience sake. Uh, L- Last Labyrinth is a escape room style game where you gotta solve deadly puzzles. Um, and help uh another character escape the labyrinth along with you, and it's super deadly escape room. And just kind of.
0: Could you imagine one of those those VR uh, experiences, like on the roller coaster or something? And then they release a patch that you don't even need the headset for it. It's just a video of a roller coaster. Just me, tough crowd. Yeah, anyway.
1: just you. Sorry, man. All the best.
0: <laughs> yeah, but eh. Well, what was the? Uh, you 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 sleep you sleep on unless uh, <laughs> I. On well, no, I just want VR, but it's too expensive,
1: and I don't have the space in my house.
0: Ah, fair. Sorry, I was moving looping back to the start. Yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat where I have VR from a few years ago, but I still don't have the space in my house to use it because I bought it when I lived in a place that did have the space to use it. Well, I'll teach you to move. (laughs) It will. It will. Uh, Anyway, uh, next up Redfall, The World of Redfall. I am quietly excited for this. It's been ages since I've read Redfall, but I used to be big into. Wait, actually, I need to make sure I don't fall on my own sword here. This is Redfall, like, the, the, the books, right? No, nah. Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, um, I've never heard of the Redfall books. Wait, oh, i am I thinking of Redwall? Shit. Did I, <laughs> did I just make a minor spelling mistake? Is it Redwall? Um, minor spelling um, mistake, alive on it's, commentary. It's, yeah, it's yeah, been, it's sorry, been man. many years. All the best, big
1: fella. Uh, yeah, uh, but Red no, so this, this Redfall game... <laughs> no, let's all talk at the same time. Oh, excellent. Yeah, love this. I'm not going to stop. Sorry. <laughs> Myself. Sorry, Seth, you go.
2: I, I was going to tell Patrick, I don't know how he can be such a big fan of uh, books with that much dyslexia. Wait, sorry, what? Say that again? How is he that big of a fan of books with that much dyslexia?
1: Ah, I I had a dyslexia moment listening to that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I'm sort of sick of this weird conversation. Um, so, Redfall, you know it, I know it. Ah, uh, the game. Do, do they I? I don't? I clearly don't. Yeah, you don't. So, so Redfall uh, is one of Microsoft's first party games coming out very soon. It's being developed by Arcane Studios that have given us uh, Dishonored and Prey, I believe. Prey twenty seventeen. I should uh, clarify. Uh, and it's being published by Bethesda. So it was sort of first shown off about a year ago, maybe two years ago, and it, everyone thought it was like Left for Dead type of thing where you go in, there's four of you and just go and literally just shoot vampires in the heads.
0: Uh, but, oh, this is that game. Yeah,
1: that game, yeah they,
0: yeah. they also
2: had quirky dialogue throughout the trailers.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's kind of, they have really described it really poorly, so about a month ago they did a like developer interview um, and he's like, yeah, it's not really Left for Dead, it's more like Far Cry 2 um, in terms of the open world and what you're doing there, and that's a very weird comparison to make, because Far Cry 2 was one of the probably first pioneers of the open world genre, in my opinion. And I really liked that game when it came out. So
0: I really liked half of that game when it came out. Uh, oh, man, I, I, I really liked half of Far Cry 3 when that came out. Did you play Far Cry 2, But yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> See, there you go. Um, <laughs> He'd like the other half. Um, no, for, for me, I, um, I didn't like how Outposts always had guys respawn there. Yeah, yeah, 100% with you, 100% with you, When when I When I play those sorts of games, I really like the idea of, because, like, um, to me, I don't remember when Far Cry 2 came out, but I played it in a similar time to when I played Saints Row 3, and Saints Row 3 was like, when you clear out this part of the city, that's yours, like, it's safe, you're okay here. And so, me playing that and then playing Far Cry 2, it was like, all right, I've killed everyone in a square kilometre, it's safe, and then I leave and I come back, and all these dudes are just milling around, like, Hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> Shooting me while I'm trying to drive my vehicle through. It's like, well, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, that was definitely the worst part of Park Cry right? 2. I hated it.
0: Um, but yes, yeah,
1: so they essentially read for, uh, they released a new trailer today, um, reminding everybody that's coming out on May the 2nd uh, and sort of showing off a bit more of the world. And this world is that vampires have taken over the world and. Half the time you'll be shooting vampires, and half the time you'll be shooting brainwashed people that love vampires. So, Uh, Twilight fans, pick your team. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Took it out of my mouth, (laughs) you bastard. Um, I said it first. Um, So yeah, same
2: time as you on my end.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, Am I? uh, I'm in a weird place with this game because it is a Xbox first party uh, release, exclusive game. Sorry. So I uh, legally have one Game Pass. Or oh, it's a first party, at least day one game pass, baby. But I don't have to share it with Steam or some PlayStation. Brub. Actually, um, this is
2: going to be coming to Steam. Oh, it, it's it, Microsoft has made it very aware that all their games coming to PC go to like all the PC store fronts, so it's Steam, Epic Game Store, and the Microsoft Store.
0: Oh,
1: well, it's not going to PlayStation then. Yeah,
0: no, Bro, no, no PlayStation,
2: no Switch. But yeah, but, but it true. may have
0: to if uh, they want to buy up Activision Blizzard. So I mean, hey, we'll yeah. see.
2: Oh no 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 no, no um. Well, I, w- I was going to keep it off the news socket, but since you brought that up real quick...
0: Um, uh, you said that, that
2: deal's only for Activision <laughs> games, not all of Microsoft's games. So, uh, Microsoft... So,
0: yeah. I, I, I don't really know how to put... I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it just means Redfall won't come to, um, to
2: Switch ever. So, so Steven the switch gets run. to stay safe in his superiority
0: complex. Well, that, that, that's fine, because everyone knows that it's going to be one of the first games to drop on the Switch coming out uh, later this year. So that's why they made the ten-year deal for Call of Duty on Nintendo. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh,
3: uh,
1: also, also as well, uh, I'm just going to pivot to the next news article because it's another Xbox one. Um, and us ex Chads keep winning. Uh, so for uh, I don't know why, Seth, you put this on the lineup because whatever. I knew
2: you'd want to talk about it.
1: I, I usually don't talk about oh, the Game Pass things because uh, they're really always really good. But the the good uh, Phil Spencer giveth and the good Phil Spencer taketh away. So. The, the upcoming March lineup they've uh, put the list of the games that they're putting up on Game Pass and uh, two of them are very interested in Soul Hackers 2 seems to be like uh, we've got Persona at home uh, and they've got Wo Long Fallen Dynasty which is actually coming out next Friday so that'll be a day one uh, release and that definitely feels like it'll be uh, we have Chinese Dark Souls at home um, that doesn't mean necessarily it's a bad thing uh, it just means it's a thing um, yeah, but we are losing Dragon Ball Fighter Z and Octobath Tra- Traveler as well as a bunch of other dumb games that no one cares about.
2: Lightning returns, Final Fantasy thirteen. Yep, you heard what I said. <laughs> Pouring <laughs> one out for that one.
1: Yeah. Sure you are.
0: Um, but yeah, okay, that's our uh, the Xbox news of the week. Dang I, I I don't I don't know how to feel about uh, in that article mentioning that uh, holy shit, tomorrow there's a game update to Microsoft Flight Simulator for New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand, chads. We just keep getting. Yeah, rain it was water. really
2: easy. They just had to put more water over where that section was.
1: Ah, really giving it the Gen Three treatment.
0: Bum, bum, ba, bum.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: you can oh, no. only
0: land on New Zealand with a water plane.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everything's a sea taxi now. Goddamn. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, speaking of lineups, uh, Seth, you want to take us through Evo 2023?
2: Yeah, so earlier today, Evo, uh, decided they're going to, uh, announce all of the main games that's going to be on the stage at, um, at the Evo America. Um, that's going to be and running. the craziest
0: real- part was that they, they, they said that Smash was coming back, I think. Is that, is that right? No, uh, they, they said
2: Smash is even deader in the water than it's ever been because Nintendo won't pick up the phone.
0: what do you mean it seemed to work out so well with their smash circuit last month
2: no no no. ever since (laughs) ever since sony bought evo nintendo's been quiet very quiet about coming back
0: no i know i just mean after the whole um after the whole panda global debacle debacle yeah however that word is normally said um two months ago which actually has has the dust even settled from that I think it
2: has a lot of people left or their contracts
0: expired. I think Panda Panda Global I keep wanting to say Panda Express it's so bad. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure as a company it's dead in the water, isn't it? It could be. I am huh. not 100% sure on that one. Any, any anyway, anyway, um no no smash it's just it's just funny that you know all of a sudden we go from no smash at Evo to no smash anywhere.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: I don't think they've even got their own tournaments, like community tournaments set up at the
0: moment. Well, no, because Nintendo shuts those down. You don't want people playing the fucking games. What are you stupid?
2: You're right. Only remember games, don't play them.
0: <laughs> you know what? Sometimes with older games, that is very true. I, I bet. I bet you go and try and look up soundtracks uh, in the public domain as well, Seth. You, you, <laughs> you sick fuck.
2: Oh no, I just, I just listen to illegal rips on YouTube. Even worse than that. Rest in peace, Silver Gunner.
0: Rest in peace. <laughs> anyway, so the actual EVO lineup.
2: Yeah, so EVO running from August 4th to 6th, presented by Chipotle. Uh, they-
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of
1: our sponsors now. All right. <laughs> um, Thanks, Chipotle. They-,
2: they got eight games lined up, so no surprise, Street Fighter Six. I-, I was a little worried about that because Street Fighter's been having a rough time of it lately. Very glad to see that they could make it back
0: again like they do every year. Yo, this means we could see your custom character on main stage. God, I hope so. That
1: means, yeah, no, you has to be good enough to get there. Come on, Pat. Let's yeah, not give yeah. him hope.
0: You're
2: right. I, I should I should just go download, to, uh, download the, um, <laughs> the,
0: the cracks sort of the demo so I can just stay in training mode 24-7. Seth, Seth he, hear me out. Hear me out. All right. We, we go to Chipotle. We say we will eat 100 Chipotles. If we get this custom character to main stage, <laughs> yeah, it, I, I,
2: it doesn't even have to do anything. Just put it up on the projector for a little bit. That's all. <laughs> I'll supply the picture.
0: <laughs> Your custom character is now the uh, now the warm up round for like professional players. <laughs> it's um no my
2: my custom character is going to be the face of Chipotle at um at Evo.
0: <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> his catchphrase is just eat Chipotle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Munch. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: do you, <laughs> you want to look like me? <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: but go on. I Uh second game, Guilty Gears Drive. Burn yeah, up because. Dragon Ball Fighters. Because yeah. I I think this might be the last year for Dragon Ball Fighters. Um Tekken 7. Gonna be the last year for Tekken Seven. Tekken Eight's gonna replace it next year.
1: Yeah, like we we surprised by this. Like, it's a new game comes out, old game goes the um, way of the dinosaur. No,
0: didn't was it? Was it EVO? there? Was one that did uh, the new and the old of one of the fighting games that came out.
2: A couple of Evo's ran uh, a couple of years ago. Evo ran uh, Smash Ultimate and Smash Melee at the same time. That that's that's oh. semi
0: common just because of the the size of the scenes. But no, there was one. Um, shoot. Uh, I wish I had it to back up. Uh, anyway, the point is that there were there were two different categories: one for the new game and one for the old one. But I forget which game it was. It might have been eva It might have been something else. I'm not sure. But like, it wouldn't surprise me. I guess is what I'm saying. If they did Tekken Seven and Tekken Eight next year, or the um yeah from next year.
2: Uh, I think I think Tekken Eight will just completely replace Tekken Seven on the main stage. That's going to be what Namco pushes for. I mm, feel um, that's true. Anyway, King of Fighters 15 after that. Now, the, the surprising one is Melty Blood is going to be on the main stage. They've upgraded from playing on laptops anywhere they can find to being on the main stage of EVO. Very, very happy for them. <laughs> um, Mortal Kombat 11 is getting another go around at EVO. And surprisingly, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is going to be a main stage appearance. Which um, is now eight years old? Uh, Ultimate Marvel 3? No, that's 12 years old. That was 2011. Sheesh. Yeah.
3: Sheesh!
2: Um, Sheesh moment. Some, some big news for Evo in general as well is that they've shortened the top 8 uh, main stage games to be top 6 instead. Basically for running time, uh, like, the last few years they've been running over time on basically every game. Rounds go longer and longer. And... Evo is basically fighting game E3 at this point, so they want time on stage for um, developers to come up and make their big announcements. Like uh, last year, Dragon Ball Fighters went until 1 a.m. in the morning on a Saturday, and um, Jesus, that's just so funny.
1: Yeah, and it, is uh, that uh,
2: Give me one second to Google her name because I don't want to get this wrong.
1: An awful lot of editing out of Seth
0: this week. What do you mean he's going to keep all of the same?
2: Tamako Hiroki for the producer for Dragon Ball Fighters. She had an, she made that announcement for rollback at last year's e three, uh, not e three evo for Dragon Ball Fighters. So the poor woman was sa- staying there until one a.m., almost collapsing from being tired, waiting for that announcement, like waiting for the finals to finish so she could make that announcement. Um, and yeah, d- they just don't want uh, game developers and the attendants to be put into that situation again so shortening shortening top eights to be top sixes just helps with that Um, every game will have a minimum of twenty five thousand dollars in the prize pool which jumping ahead to a different news article is fucking chump change compared to what capcom is going to be doing with street fighter 6 at the capcom cup where they just announced that they're going to have an over two million dollar prize pool and first place for capcom cup uh, 2023 will take home one million dollars, making the first Street
0: Fighter millionaire. And hey, you, you know what? You can you can thank us, uh, Rise Sunbreak fans, for that because uh, ain't no way Capcom's affording that on their own.
2: I think what what also helped is all the Fortnite money that came from the Chun Li skin.
3: Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> Probably did. Yeah, maybe You're right. Yeah,
2: and Side Games will be hosting a pre-release tournament on the side for Grand Blue Fantasy versus rising. So the game's not going to be out before Evo, but they're going to do like a beta builds tournament for people to uh, just join in and have some fun with it before it comes out. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And also just on the side, Tekken seven, Tekken eight released a trailer for Kazuya Mishima. He he's doing Kazuya things. They changed some of his moves to look a little better and the game's just looking fantastic overall. The trailer is really nice to watch. Like, these character, uh, these character trailers for Tekken 8 are really nice. And yeah, that's the fighting mm. game lineup done.
0: Sweet. Uh, where are we up to now? Uh, Another Seth moment. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be real with you, Steve. They're all Seth moments. Um, the Xbox I was one saying, wasn't. Fuck you. Don't, don't know how to tell you this. It, it, was. it, it was. It was Seth the whole time. <laughs> but I don't even have Game Pass. <laughs>
1: Absolute fucking idiot. It's the best value for gamers, man. You're a fucking idiot.
0: <laughs> Who said you need to, you need an Xbox to enjoy the, the benefits of Game Pass, Seth?
1: I mean, there Put is PC Game ass.
2: Pass.
0: Yeah.
2: Whatever, next article. Store.
0: I'm getting revved up.
3: <laughs>
2: you know what? I, I like this catchphrase
0: better than the other
2: one.
3: <laughs> um,
0: I actually don't even really know how to introduce this next one Seth is, is...
2: <laughs> this, this one this one, basically we can just read the headline and move on
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Level 5 announced that they're going to be doing a live stream on March 9, it's going to be in Japanese but they'll have English subtitles and they're going to be showing off their uh, future game lineup which includes Inazuma 11 Deka Police, Fantasy Life uh, Musashi Wired and Professor Layton uh, basically just showing off that they're not dead anymore. They they're they're on their comeback tour now. Here's all the games they're going to be releasing over the next year. So if you cool. want more information on those games and I'll I'll probably talk about all that information on those games. Uh it'll Yay. be it'll be in like two, three weeks. <laughs> cool.
1: Not
0: on really. To, I to game. I can, uh more more about. Um GT seven getting an update. Uh actually. A hefty update. This- it's a hefty update, and uh, when people listen to this, the update will be available. Uh, for uh, so everyone. just for,
1: uh, before you guys go off and talk about it, uh, when they say GT seven, they're talking about Grand Turismo seven.
0: What, what? What? What else could I have been talking about?
1: I do not know. Let me just Google GT seven. See if I can't. With um, all Grand Turismo seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, just in case, like, just. Oh. Um, just in case, like people that don't know. Uh, they don't have Gran Turismo
0: 7. The, the the moment the, <laughs> the the palpable tension of it's all Gran Turismo 7. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the regret in his voice speaks volumes. Definitely. Uh, you know you're right, Seth. They are getting a they are gonna want a hefty update. A um, bunch of new cars, A uh, couple of new tracks, uh, b- uh oh, full VR2 support should definitely not be sniffed at.
2: Yeah, um, I'm really interested to see how this game goes in VR because, holy shit, Gran Turismo racing in VR would be really interesting to experience.
0: So I, I mentioned before, but in the, the VR headset that I, that I have, it's, a, it's weird saying that it's old now, but it is. It's a sort of circa 2016, 2017 era Oculus, which is weird thinking that that's now at least five years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but that I played Dirt Rally a few times in, and that made me experience genuine fear. <laughs> oh, jeez! Dirt Rally is a pretty visceral racing game, and with a VR headset, you're like, yeah, this is actually role-playing a car crash. So PSVR 2 support for Gran Turismo 7 uh, would be pretty intense.
2: Yeah, I don't think it'd be as bad because Dirt is a rally game where you're going off road a lot. This is, this is on, on a proper track. So I, I imagine it's less intense than that. Hopefully. I'd hope so. <laughs> There's no promises. The way I play no. Gran Turismo, it might as well be a dirt rally track.
0: <laughs> oh, every, every corner's a straight line if you take it hard enough.
2: You, you remember that guy at NASCAR that just slammed against the wall? Uh, that, <laughs> that's me
0: on every wall on Gran Turismo. That, that was, that was, a, that was a, a, um, a trick pioneered by our own Seth. <laughs>
2: I invented that trick back in 1995. <laughs> I, I just hit accelerate and I
0: didn't let go. Oh, I thought I thought you were gonna make a joke about your birth. Well, like... <laughs> uh, that's and how you I, got out. I, uh, you know what? That's weird. You know what? I'm not gonna finish that thought. <laughs> yeah. You can connect the dots.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that's a whole year after my birth. I I was one year
0: old and legally allowed to hold a controller. And legally allowed to drive on a NASCAR track. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't know that there's much point going through everything this update offers, but if you have Gran Turismo 7, enjoy.
2: I kind of want to talk about the, the Gran, uh, Gran Turismo Sophie thing, because that's going to be them. It's a limited time thing, but they're going to be implementing an AI racer into the game for people to go against. And I think we talked about this last year when they announced Sophie for the first time and the AI behind it. Because this um, is the
0: adaptive adaptive difficulty thing, right?
2: Yeah, and so what they're doing for this is that they're doing four versions of Sophie at different difficulty levels for you to race against. And I guess it's like ranging from easy to hard for all the different uh, ones that are on the track and just kind of to compare your skill level against it and to teach the, uh, teach the AI about player driving, I guess.
0: You, you, know what I, you know what I really like about this? Go what on. What I like is thats that... Is that um, Sony and is it Poly Polyphony? I keep forgetting yeah, polyphony. who publishes this. Yeah, Polyphony. Um, I, I love that they they look at this and they're like, we have online races available where if people want a a an experience of what it's like to race against another human, people can do that. But they also accept that. Every online lobby is such a dumpster fire that the better solution is to create an AI that can <laughs> accurately race like a human just to avoid the pain of actually racing online against other humans.
2: Yeah, the problem is you still need to be connected to the internet to do it. but it, oh, Of course you do. It's a thing. They, they, something I also kind of appreciate is that um, they have little face emoticons next to the name of um, the AI. So when it's overtaking you, it starts smiling, and if you overtake it, it starts getting a frowny face.
0: Wow, I'm, just, I'm so glad that OpenAI worked so hard to get emoticons.
2: <laughs> but
0: whether or not an AI passes you on a race.
2: <laughs> it, it's the little things. It's the little things that matter. But yeah, no, I just find that pretty interesting that it's finally making its way into the
0: game after they announced it last year. It's definitely interesting. It's just funny that they're solving, like, that there are ways to solve this problem, and they are picking probably the most complicated one. Yeah. Uh. Right. Well, next up in the list, we have a state of play going tomorrow, or might be the next day. The yeah, absolute um, state of play. Absolute state of it.
2: We we can't uh, we can't
0: keep going back to so that. We already use it as a t- title name. Hey, name's so nice. You say it twice. Anyway, um, what what uh. Is there, is there something that they have hinted at in the state of play that, that uh, get, gets your motor running to continue the, the Gran Turismo 7 chat?
2: Not yet. They've announced that they're going to be showing a bunch of uh, PlayStation VR 2 stuff and a big one they're showing off is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. But they've also said that the presentation is going to be 45 minutes long with 16 titles shown throughout it. And there's going to be a bunch of um, other third-party games shown in between those two things. So the VR2 stuff, I'm, I'm interested in seeing, but they, they don't get my motor running um, because I don't have a VR2 and
0: I, I probably won't for a long while. What, you don't have the money to spend on more than a console to buy a VR headset? The problem is I do at the moment, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to. Wait, wait, wait. Have you been, have you been keeping the Krispy Kreme Ford Truck, uh, Ford truck Month truck nut sponsored truck money nuts. away from
2: us? Uh, no, I've been doing other illicit activities. Did, did, did Chipotle pay you for this? No, not yet. I, I need to enter
0: Evo first. <laughs> you, need to, you need to show them your custom character. <laughs> we, we need to work out that deal. And then they pay us not to put that on main stage. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> They're
0: going to pay you to throw the group stage. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sort of the same. Um, not, not a huge amount in here that I'm particularly excited for. I mean, yeah, uh, same boat, really. Um, anything from you, Steve? (laughs) I have no, uh, I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. The absolute state of Of you contributing to the state of play. Absolute crazy. I'm Um, sure, I'm I'm sure something that I care about will come out. Um, but that will be when it is. (laughs) Having fun speaking cryptically. But no, I'm not cryptic. I'm just, I don't know what (laughs) to be excited (laughs) for because it's a PlayStation. I'm, I'm looking forward to when something fun will come out. And that'll be when something fun comes out. Nice.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be all the third-party stuff for Steven because they they have a chance of coming to Xbox. And yeah. And including like,
0: including third-party stuff is Game
2: Pass
1: itself. Ooh, Game Pass on PlayStation. And How Suicide you, Squad's boys? going
2: to be on Xbox as, as well, but the problem is that, that game, that game we, looks incredibly none mid. of us are excited about Suicide Squad after they showed that that was going to be a live service broken thing.
0: hmm even uh, even the um the one that came out, uh, Gotham Knights.
2: Yeah, Gotham Knights. That that had yeah. that had That had live service elements that looked like they got ripped out, but they kept certain things like the le- level up mechanics and certain things. And it also wasn't rock steady. Rock steady kind of you kind of can get behind more than um the studio that did it. um Gotham Knights, but. The fact that it's a live service game is a hindrance to it, to Suicide Squad.
1: Live service game should not exist. But anyway, that's enough. We'll bring it up next week, if there are any good games. Maybe. maybe. There's, maybe there's going be. to
2: be 16 games. I, I assume at least one of them will be good.
0: And finally, on the list for this week, Pokemon. Back Yay. for more. Uh, we get 20 minutes of Pokemon news in five days time.
1: Yay! So it's Pokemon wow. Day, the happiest time of year.
0: Uh, it's uh, pretty I mean, much the anniversary sure,
1: of
2: when... this is something
0: you're more looking forward to, Steve. Yes, I'm very much looking forward to this. I I'll... hope
2: they announce Puken Tournament 2. Yep. Uh, what,
0: do you, what do you mean? Uh, it's, 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 it's Pokemon Sleep Time.
2: Pokemon oh, Pokemon Pokemon, Stat-
0: Pokemon Stadium 3.
2: Um. <laughs> Pokemon Stadium 3, but it's just Pokken Tournament 2.
0: They, it, they've, it, they've, done, they've done Pokemon Alpha, Alpha Sapphire, and Omega Ruby. Now get ready for Sigma Emerald. You
1: know what?
2: Just <clears> for that, you're off the pod.
0: so
1: anyway so this uh for those that might not be as uh brainwashed into liking pokemon as we are uh essentially pokemon day is uh held on the same day every year since like 2015 or whatever and it is the anniversary of red when red and green came out in japan and that's february 27th uh and they usually they always have um or since 2015, done like a video to sort of announce the games that are coming out, what's going on. Uh, so they've announced that twenty more, a tw- twenty-minute Pokemon Presents, which is like a Nintendo Direct. Uh, will be giving, uh, and this is, I'm quoting um, the article from Gamatsu here: exciting Pokemon news. It's, um, it's so happening.
2: It- They're going to announce Generation
1: Ten. Yep. Uh, no, they won't, Seth. Uh, you are literally <laughs> on copium for whatever reason. <laughs> literally, Gen Nine just came out. Don't forget we. Enjoy that game. Like there, there probably will be DLC for that. Some, um, they'll somehow they're
2: going to rush Game Freak to make Generation
1: Ten even faster. There, so the Stephen predictions, and you can take this to the bank and put have a punt on this. And um, uh, there'll be about two on No, there'll be uh, Pokemon Go news. There'll be Pokemon Masters news. Uh, there'll be DLC for Scarlet and Violet, uh, and there'll be a weird third-party app. Uh, Pokémon plus probably an announcement for Pokémon RTS two, whatever that is, I've, or a re- or a remake of Black Black and White maybe, Pokémon Gray.
2: So you you did a fair you did a fair list, and I might have just zoned out at the beginning of it, it. <laughs> but um <laughs> I didn't hear you say anything about uh, Pokémon games coming to the virtual console. Oh yeah, no I didn't. Um,
1: that's copium.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> I I think they'll
2: throw um. Because they just did the Game Boy games and Game Boy Advance games on uh, Nintendo Switch, I think they'll dump Generation 1 and 2 at the very least onto um, the Switch. Whether whether Generation 3 makes it on there is up for debate, but um, red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, and crystal, I can definitely see happening with, with, hopefully, Pokemon Stadium support.
1: Yeah, we don't forget Pokemon Stadium is supposed to be coming. Um... To the virtual console, very soon. So, yeah, and there's no way you can play those Pokemon Stadium games without uh, playing through the game.
2: Yeah, using the rental Pokemon is horrid.
1: Yeah, Um but yeah, I'm very excited. What do you guys reckon? We know Seth wants Gen Ten. What do you expect, then, Patrick?
2: <laughs> I was just saying that. A, I was just saying that as a joke, like force, force um game freaks to just pump one out every pump out a new generation every year and the quality of every game just keeps sinking and sinking
0: yeah i um i'm not sure i'm sort of i'm sort of with you that i suspect the main bulk of the news will be stuff kind of pokemon related but not main series related like the the go news the master's news that kind of stuff um i'd be i'd be shocked if they announced Really, any game, because Scarlet Violet, even Scarlet Violet, is such a powerhouse in terms of sales and everything, that I imagine if they're going to announce something, it would be DLC, rather than any game announcement. That's my prediction. Do you prediction.
2: think it's too soon to announce DLC for that? Because it's still a relatively fresh
0: game. Nah, I no think, way. I, I think I think the shine's worn off enough that DLC would bring people back, I think, if they left it. Actually, speaking of, I know this isn't in the document, but hey, Forza Horizon 5, where's the second DLC at? <laughs> anyway... <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, a-
1: no, actually, uh, they'll probably announce some sort of weird home support um, so you can get, like, the Hisui and Pokemon into Gen 9.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, mm. and it's going to be- uh, uh, The 3DS store is ending soon, so they're going to have to announce something for Pokemon Bank, maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe, actually, yeah. I'm pretty sure they announced that Bank was approaching end of life. Like, no, they said. Months.
2: they said- to- uh, maybe they did, but I'm pretty sure they said bank is staying open past the 3DS store date. Like as oh, long as okay. you have it downloaded, it's still supported and you can transfer things from um from bank to home. And also it'll just be every feature in bank will be free since you can't pay for anything on it anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm thinking of something that came out eighteen months ago, so it's entirely possible that it was either changed or that you're just right, but can't have that. Anyway, um yeah, that, that, that wraps the wraps the old wraps the old news segment for, for this week. Uh apparently we have an audience question. I'm pretty sure this was written in by Seth hastily. Um on a on, a, on a, I, the back of a kid's menu at Denny's. Uh, I mean, I mean, no, it, it,
2: it, you sure it's not Josh? He he's also very aware of the things going on at the moment.
0: Why don't, why, don't you, why don't you just do us a solid and just read it out, Seth? We'll see, we'll see if we can imagine it in your voice. All
2: right, fine. I I will do you this one solid. Hey, guys, why does Patrick hurt himself so much to make sure he gets the best time in neon white? From a concerned viewer.
1: Is this person concerned about their own times of neon white that may be inferior to Patrick?
0: I, I suspect that is the case. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to, I don't want to
2: speak for this concerned viewer, but I think they might just be concerned about Patrick's health and how he
0: stayed up till two o'clock in the morning to beat some times. And what, what would the, if if, if you had to put your mind, if you had to put yourself in the shoes of the concerned viewer, um, if, uh, if, if I did stay up until 2am to beat someone's times, what would you think of that person whose times I was beating? Would you be like, wow, that, that person that Patrick's beating must be amazing if they made him stay up until 2am. Or, or what, 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 what would you think, Seth?
2: Uh, I think they'd, they'd be putting up a fair fight, and that's why that Patrick had to stay up that late, and maybe they, they just need to get a little better so that it, it pushes Patrick to his best, the best neon white player he can be.
0: You're the concerned viewer, aren't you?
2: <laughs> what? No. Never. He's very
0: concerned for his own time. I'd
2: never be concerned about you, Patrick.
1: Well, he's a bad friend then. We got him.
0: Uh, right, so I guess, I guess I have to answer. Actually, you no, know, you, you know what? I'm going to let everyone else answer first. Um, Steve, throwing it to you. Uh, why, why do I hurt myself so much to make sure that I get the best times in Neon White? Uh, you, you know what? Um, I don't agree with whoever, this caller, this uh, writer, this absolute coward
1: that's not going to put his name <laughs> on his uh, submission. Um, I think it was that, Rim Giant, wasn't it? Um, rim job. <laughs> Um I I really think that whoever wrote this is actually feeling very hurt that you were just uh outskilling them and outplaying them. There I said it. I've said my piece. Brave words Brave words from
3: someone within wall distance.
0: (laughs) 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 Uh, I'm recording outside today. I'm sure you really I'm, like I'm that. I'm just thinking of um, uh, King of the Hills. You're talking a lot of shit for someone in Pocket Sandra. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hands off my purse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I've never seen an episode of King of the Hill. No, no, that's
0: a Western anime.
2: I, I guess it's my turn to answer the question. And um,
0: right, If you insist, go on.
2: I, I think Patrick, much like Stu Pickles from hit show The Rugrats, has just kind of lost control of his life, and that's why he's up at 2 o'clock in the morning playing Neon White.
1: That's pretty funny, I guess. The niche reference. Pretty funny.
0: <laughs> what about you, Pat? Do you have to answer? Uh, I don't know. Am I, am I allowed to? I, f- I feel like it would be cheating if I answered. No, you, you, go, you go ahead and answer. Why, why do you hurt yourself so much to play Neon White? Because the pain makes me feel alive. And more importantly, number go up makes good chemical happen in my brain. Especially if I guess number, number go down, technically. Especially if number go down makes your rank go higher
1: than friend. It's true. So it's Patrick,
2: true. I, I have a follow. I have a follow up question for this concerned viewer. Um, how are you going to feel <laughs> uh, if you find out that you could have saved one frame and a friend found that one frame skip and beat you? Well, then
0: I guess I'm going to bed at two a.m. again tonight. <laughs> Rats. Does the concerned friend know the level that this is on <laughs> oh no it's just, it's purely hypothetical. it hasn't oh, happened to us of course, yeah yeah yeah, it's, it's, yeah I, I would I would hypothetically go to bed So I am, of course, but you need eight hours of beauty sleep, anybody needs their beauty sleep, it's you Pat oh thanks but i'm I'm beautiful enough already i want to share i want to let other people catch up, you know, don't call me a hero i mean you you can, and I actively encourage it, but like you like you don't have to, but you definitely should but. You're, you're a villain, to, Patrick. I'm a beautiful villain, though. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, hopefully that answers the question. Uh, any other questions that people have, get in touch. We're on Facebook, Fast Travel Lounge, Twitter, at Fast Travel Lounge, minus one of the L's, the one that Elon continues to take, <laughs> uh, And as, 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 well as, as well as Gmail, Fast Travel Lounge at gmail.com. You about to say something, Seth?
2: Yeah, I feel like if Elon's confused the L for half a W...
0: Like what Luigi Waluigi. No, yeah, it's set to W for Wumbo. <laughs> Wumbo.
2: Man, Elon was chewing on Twitter's wires again today. <laughs> he was.
0: Things are uh, going very terribly on that website today. The thing is, I feel like I feel like he does that most days. He just wakes up in the morning and he thinks, God, I could do with a good wire chewing today. <laughs> it's a spicy, eh? As someone who's uh rabbit well one rabbit in particular decided to
1: while I was watching him, decided to bite through the cord um, on the fan on a very hot day, uh, in making it into two pieces. Um, it is the
0: spiciest hay of all.
3: <laughs> it
1: helps him oh, grow strong.
0: Too strong, cutting through electricity. Three strong, even <laughs> dangerous, close to anime levels of rabbit. <laughs> uh, Mario versus rabbit, perhaps. I guess that's more of a plumber thing than an electrician Okay, thing. wrap you, us up. You, you, you know what? You're right. You're, you're right. That was stupid. That was, that, that was on me. That, my bad. My bad. Um, and what's equally bad is that we're at the end of episode 61. We're at the end of another episode, guys. Um, yay. <laughs> you're just saying yay so you can go back to trying to beat my times in neon white, aren't you?
2: No, I need dinner. And then I'll beat oh. your times
0: in neon white. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Um, Right, well, I mean, as I said, uh, you've been listening to episode 61. I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth and Steve, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye.
1: Happy birthday, spelling mistake.